this week's Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by Robin. Robin. Hi, Robin. Thank you, Robin. Yeah, thank you for backing our Patreon campaign. You rock, Robin. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> if you <laughs> if you want to be as great as Robin, if you want to rock as hard as Robin, you go to patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. Mm-hmm. You can do so. And uh, get some cool rewards, kick us a couple bucks a month, and uh, help us pay for new equipment and the live show we're going to be doing. And or did at this point? Uh, doing. Doing still. Days, yes. Yeah, doing in just a couple days. And uh, yeah. yeah. So be as cool as Robin. Yeah. Once again, that is patreon.com slash TV. Yep. Slash rock and Robin. <laughs> slash <laughs> tired joke. Slash <laughs> tired Gary. <laughs> slash <laughs> forward slash. So I see I've made it into your secret office. Get ready. Ooh, watch out, boss. Here's one tough cabron. How did he get this magnificent power? The eradication of communism and the crushing of France and the Jews, who in Hitler's eyes did not even belonged. Ever since I was a teen man, I knew I had the power. The Godwin hand! I don't care about your Godwin essay. On guard! You know who else didn't care? Hitler! What? Also, I can't help but notice you're under the control of a single charismatic dictator. Like a certain dark mark on German history, huh? Sig hi Hey, hey, hey! It's a triumph of the thrill, baby! Very good. Elvis underestimated the power of Godwin, but he was never the most apt pupil. Right it or not, Bells, here I come! Azel, where did you come from? From the demon's perspective, they're just trying to survive. The, the devil, devil advocate. advocate! So it's really not that different than you eating huge floating cherries. To the cherries, you're the demon. Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video games podcast. And this week we are talking about God Hand, which is an action game developed by Clover Studio and published by Capcom for the PlayStation 2 in 2006. And it fucking rules. Oh my god, Gary, this is so <laughs> fucking good. It's really good. Yeah. It rules. Like, it is, it is, uh, most of the time, like, I think, I, I definitely tried this game, but didn't get very far in it mm-hmm. when I was too stupid to appreciate it. <laughs> and now, like, I love it when we get a we chance upon something for the show that just like neither of us had tons of experience with, and is awesome. Yeah. Doesn't happen that often, mm-hmm. but like, because usually one of us knows the game or something like that. Yeah. Um. So th- yeah, this is great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little bit of a hail mary pass because we often choose games, uh, you know, by our personal experience rather than the reputation. But like, I was even bolstered when we announced this, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, thank you!" Like. That, yeah, that, that was a fantastic sign. So a lot of you like this too. 
Yeah, because it, and you should. Mm-hmm. Um, so it you in this game you play as this kind of uh, bratty teenage uh, mystical <laughs> martial artist named Gene, and uh, you you have acquired the God Hand as a, as as one of your arms, and it is a three D beat em up. Yeah, yeah, it's like a I, I I I appreciated it much more. Like I stopped being frustrated after I started thinking of it like a three D final fight. Yeah, I, I could I could see that, even though like mm-hmm. Final Fight is more like this is much like it's it's so much. I know that you're not saying it is <laughs> exactly. drawing an equivalency, but yeah. so much deeper. Oh, yeah. That it's hard for me to, to mm-hmm. equate it with that. Like it is yeah. much more like a one on one combat. Like, the individual combats are like have some like weird punch out timing elements and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a string of those, like a string mm-hmm. of much more complicated brawls. Yeah. Yeah. But like I, I just I don't know what I was thinking of it as, but, you know, it is kind of a brawler. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. a brawler. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it controls in a kind of strange way that might put you off at the at the start because it's Resident Evil 4. Like, yeah. it's tank controls. The camera's, like, right behind you. Yeah, and, and you take up a large portion of the frame, mm-hmm. um, which takes a little while to get used to, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you, and it's really smart about it when you're running, like, a, the, the camera backs up quite a bit. Like, and then just when you need to be be that close in like it has a very, actually a pretty good camera yeah <laughs> um for a 3d game which doesn't always happen yeah. um one of the coolest things about it is that it has these entirely customizable combos so uh you know when at any time you can assign um you have a, a a six i think um string combo that's just your your basic attack and mm-hmm. then your, your other buttons and then certain permutations like up and, and square down and square um or rather yeah down yeah, on different you know triangle buttons and such yeah that you can assign to different different kinds of moves um, some of those have special effects. So you can either like break a guard or you can launch an enemy up into the air or launch them back or uh, charge, which I never used. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And uh, throughout the game, you're kind of collecting these cards that teach you these different techniques. So, you know, at least I find myself uh, varying up my, my moveset mm-hmm. in order to kind of like match, you know, you know, find, find stuff that might be more uh, suitable to different situations. Right. But in general, like I tried to keep like a guard break and a launch enemy, you know, you know, just keep it varied like that. Yeah. Especially on my uh, my other face buttons. Mm-hmm. Like I pretty much kept those as templates as they start out. Mm-hmm. Like down and square was always going to be a guard break. Yeah. You know, um, but then my, my actual combo I messed around with a lot. Yeah. Um, and it has this really intuitive, simple uh, dodging mechanic where yeah. the right stick just dodges. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you can do cancels, kind of like a fighting game, and interrupt animations. Yeah. So if you start doing something, you can uh, get out of it by dodging. Mm-hmm. And uh, this dodging system is incredibly rewarding. Like I, yeah. I I got Dark Souls chills at it actually yeah. once I started, or I guess more appropriately to this, like when you when you first start getting really good at blocking in Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. You know, like it just yeah. you you. <laughs> I, I would never assume about myself that I could do anything with that level of like you know quickness or reflex but uh like eventually i got the i got the swing of it like this is a game that you learn to play yeah yeah and it, it's such a good uh dod- like i love the dodging of dark souls mm-hmm. and that works for me too but this is you know this is up there it's just so intuitive and quick mm-hmm. you know like just uh like it, by taking the camera control away from the right stick and changing it to this and making the camera so good yeah um they free up like a really intuitive and underused mm-hmm. you know access for 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 this kind of uh defense yeah and very cool something that's not communicated very well about that is the fact that you can work those dodges into different kinds of moves um mm-hmm. so like kind of these inbuilt moves that gene has all the time so like sweep kicks and thing you know stuff that you can actually use uh for utility to get people like down on the ground right right yep um you also have these kind of like finishing moves uh, that essentially happen when you stun an enemy 
Um, again, similar to Resident Evil 4 with the, uh, you know, the weird pile drivers and stuff <laughs> that you're doing, which like, I never really thought about how weird it is that Leon's like literally pile driving somebody. Has like, has anyone ever pile driven somebody? <laughs> oh man, Hulk the Hogan. <laughs> Did yeah, I, I guess Hulk I'm, the Hogan. Yeah, Hulk, Hulk the Hogan. All like, the uh, young Andre Hulkamaniacs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, yeah. Um, the, uh, uh, it's just it's just weird. It's yeah. weird that Leon does it, but it makes tons of sense that Gene does it. Yeah. Um and so you can either you know, just kind of beat up on people or you can do this this Python squeeze <laughs> noogie thing that looks really painful. And unfortunately spank uh ladies. Uh, Which is like that like if if I have to hunt for something bad to say about the game, <laughs> it's just that some of the casual sexism feels a little gross. Yep. With with my newfound sensitivities. Like I get that it's an over the top silliness. Yeah. And it's not it could be way worse, but mm-hmm. it, some of it does feel a little bit little bit gross yeah uh, if, if 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 you are sensitive to that kind of thing this will stick out as like a what the fuck were they thinking yeah 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 uh that stomp is useless no uh, well except uh, i it's super useless until i realize that you can cancel out of it hmm. because it was just it was always a signal for me to get hit or even once you are stomping on somebody after they get up you keep stomping mm-hmm. you're like ha ha mm-hmm. you, you do that and then uh but you can uh, dodge cancel out of it so oh, I, I ended never, up using it if i was soloing people yeah i never i never figured that out it was fine if uh if, if it was you know if i was fighting somebody by themselves but that that ceases to be a thing <laughs> Yeah. 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 Well, it's kind of interesting because a lot of the game is trying to figure out how to craft those situations. Mm-hmm. Again, like Dark Souls, like it ceases to be a thing in the very late game and in the mid game, it becomes something you have to set up yourself. If you get annoyed when we can when we compare things to Dark Souls, this yeah. might not be the episode for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. So we're, well, we're aware of it. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know me. Play Dark Souls, guys. Yeah. Um, I, I don't actually get... think you're a dummy if you don't like Dark Souls. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, uh, so you have this tension meter as well. So as you get hit and as you land hits, um, you build up this tension meter that allows you to uh, fire up the god hand, and that makes you invincible and makes your attacks uh, much more powerful. Yeah, and makes a cool, you know, cool music pop in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you end up saving that for kind of like special situations whenever you know a particularly tough enemy comes through, and a lot of the boss fights are kind of managing the ebb and flow of that meter. Yeah, and even the the ebb and flow is really important because uh, it does the meter does cap out, so. You know, you want to hoard it, but you don't need to hoard it as mm-hmm. much as maybe you initially think. Like, this game definitely encourages you to use your resources um, mm-hmm. as you have them, um, including the second resource, which are these roulette attacks, um, which uh, slow down time and allow you to do these kind of special attacks, um, you know, that uh, can do things that can either bring down your, your difficulty level or they can send energy blast or do all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, different kind of kick attacks. And those things are unblockable and, and always hit as well. Yeah. And a lot of these, you can expand uh, your, you know, your store of them by kind of buying these permanent power-ups at the, uh, mm-hmm. at, the at the shop in between levels. Yeah. Um, uh, when, when you're talking about designing those, you're, you know, designing those encounters for yourself, you also have taunting and throwing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have things strewn about, including rocket launchers, hilariously. Um, yeah, I, I, I love that you throw that. <laughs> yep. that that's so good. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, taunting, actually, if you make an enemy angry, they will act as though they are one level higher. Yeah. Yeah. But they will also immediately aggro. Yeah. So um, if you have a couple enemies that are just standing around waiting for you, if you can aggro one of them without aggroing the other, that's obviously what you want. Because even in the end game, like a one on one fight, by mm-hmm. the time you have that, you're more or less you can do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're you're really only in danger with bosses and uh, and gang gang brawls yeah um there's that you mentioned that uh acting in one level higher there's this leveling up and leveling down mechanic uh that's really interesting yeah um in that the game gets harder the better you do mm-hmm. 
at it. So as you you level up, you think, oh, like I am more powerful. That's not the case. The nope. game is just harder. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you have to manage this thing. And uh, depending on the difficulty level you play in the game, um, you get – these are kind of limited. So I played on medium for a while and got frustrated and then ended up – because I wanted to beat it for the show, playing on easy. Same here. I do plan to go back to it because it's really fun. And now that I know the mechanics, I bet you I can handle medium. Mm-hmm. Um, but on easy, there's just, you know, level zero, one, and two. Um, but on uh, level, regular level, you get one, two, three, and die. <laughs> um, so managing this becomes really important because one of yeah. your roulette moves resets your, your difficulty level. Yeah. And at the, uh, at, at the hardest difficulty level, it's just locked to die. So there's yeah. no variation to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's really cool. Like, I always like it when a game kind of tailors itself a little bit. Um, you know, I, I'm reminded of, like, Dishonored with Chaos, right? Yeah. Where, where they are giving you more to do based on, you know, what it is that you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. And you're rewarded for beating more enemies. Like, it keeps it keeps track of how many enemies you beat at which levels. Right, right. And that, that plays into the money mechanic, um, which at the end of the level... Um, or the end of the set of levels, actually, mm-hmm. like kind of the end of the world, mm-hmm. you get rewarded based on how many enemies you killed at what level. Mm-hmm. And uh, that can be used to purchase power-ups and gamble and do some other stuff that we'll talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And there are loads of crazy mini-bosses and outlandish actual bosses. Yeah. Yeah, it's real It's real crazy. It is, and I, I've said this now several times out loud, mm-hmm. and I'll say it again, this is like a Suda51 game you play because of the gameplay instead <laughs> of in spite of it. Yeah. Um, like it actually is mechanically sound and rewarding and is also super bonkers and fun. Mm-hmm. Like it is the best of those, those things. Yeah. Like it's pretty impressive in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the game wasn't originally that funny. Um, but you know, the few small amounts of humor, uh, that were present in the E3 build in 2006, uh, were responded to so well that they actually, uh, rewrote it, rewrote the entire yeah. game around it. Which is great. And the game would be good without it. Mm-hmm. Like, I still think it would be fun, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be as good. Yeah. Um, it, it contributes to the whole experience. Yeah. It was uh, developed by the team that made Resident Evil 4 and uh, Shinji Mikami oversaw the development. Yeah. Which is interesting um, because it is at the very least very different in tone. Than <laughs> RE4. Well, I'm Salazar. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that's true. Like RE4 is a is a a line turning into this mm-hmm. like this is probably within the resident evil 4 continuity like at the, <laughs> the end of the credits of resident evil 4 when you are running away from the gigantic mecha napoleon it just <laughs> literally transitions into the beginning of god hand and it more or less makes sense yes resident evil 4 caused the apocalypse that led into this yes yeah. <laughs> it's leon's arm <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> And some some Metal Gear shit and the, clo- the, the talking magic arm. Yep, and the Cloververse. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the game it, it received incredibly mixed reviews, uh, leaning toward like medium to bad. But it has a has a cult following. I think the one that sticks in most people's craw, uh, including ours, is a 3.0 review that IGN gave it. Uh, and then I think a year or two later, they ranked it as number 100 in their top 100 PS2 game list. Yeah, which is just a damning statement on the PlayStation Two. Yeah, <laughs> they, they just don't like that system because if they're three out of ten game, I mean, it just it just means that reviewer didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. you know, like we're not naive. We don't think mm-hmm. that like because on on Facebook, I like snarkily was like game reviews. Do they matter? And like posted that review, and it's like I understand that that's just a dude. It's not yeah necessarily representing the website mm-hmm. on whole or anything like that. But it does just is a reminder to like take all that shit with a grain of salt. Yeah. Like, a review really just comes down to the person playing it and they, can, they had a shitty day or they had to play it on a deadline that they didn't like or any number of things. Yeah. You know, so. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's amazing that this game, I mean, it has that call following, but like 
it just seems like at the time, like it's so fresh and it's, it's, it's hard to call it anything other than kind of ahead of its time. Mm -hmm. You know, like it, it's, if I feel like if this came out now, like if this was an indie that came out now, people would be flipping their shit. Oh God. Yeah. You know, like it, it is, uh, it seems like this should have just been critically lauded at the time because mm -hmm. it is just very super, super fresh and, and, and just really well made. And what's strange is this actually, it seems like it set the tone for what platinum would do later. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, they, they, they developed Okami along, you know, along, alongside this and, you know, then Clover went on and became platinum and mm -hmm. now, you know, mostly known for Bayonetta, which is in kind of like a similar holy shit vein, um, in terms of its subject matter. And then also Metal Gear Rising, which I think we make fun of because it looks so ridiculous, but after playing God Hand, I'm kind of curious. Yeah. It's, it's supposed it to actually be a pretty fun game is what, yeah. is what I've heard. Um, yeah, I just haven't picked it up for, for reasons why i don't pick up a lot of things i'm interested in yeah um but yeah like i'm i i'm i want to follow i've never played bayonetta like i want to mm -hmm. follow this company a little bit more yeah based on this yeah. and like i like okami but i like this more than i like okami oh yeah like i feel like okami was like a very is is beautiful but the actual the the play and everything is nothing that special right this feels like it is is kind of the whole deal mm -hmm. to me yeah so we are very big into this game. Like, if you are listening to this and you were like us and you kind of just heard about it through through its reputation, it's really easy to get a hold of if you have a PlayStation 3. Um, it's like $10 mm -hmm. on the PSN store. Like, big thumbs up. And we're going to talk about the particulars, but, like, this is probably one of the best games we've played for the show. Yeah, it's. I think it. I think it's in the the god tier, the S tier <laughs> of, of things, and the uh, and it's also unlike those other games, like you know Silent Hill Two, which you should play that before you listen to our episode. Like, mm -hmm. I don't actually think spoilers matter that much no. for this. Like, it would. Be, it's fun to see this shit and the way it articulates, mm -hmm. um, but a lot of the the joy of it is just in the kind of the tactile yeah. sensation of the play. So, and gaining that sense of mastery that Cole was talking about, yeah. and this is us talking. We both played on easy, like like gigantic <laughs> wusses. So, like that sense of mastery. We're not bragging, yeah, yeah. like or anything like that. Like, but uh, mastery yeah. in the sense of it felt impossible, and then I did it. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. and then that's that's a thing to chase. Yeah. Like the nice part is that easy mode doesn't like adulterate the experience any. It just lowers mm -hmm. the numbers. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's still not that easy. There are still like very, very <laughs> difficult parts. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about the plot. Cole. Well, long ago, um, an, an angel fell from heaven and became the demon Angra. <laughs> so, um, I think it was Satan in the J Japanese release, but uh, there was some kind of uh, translation thing where they couldn't call him Satan. So God blessed a warrior with the God hands, incredibly powerful arms that would give their owner the choice of being a God or a demon. Uh, so this warrior used the God hands to defeat Angra, pissing off all of demon kind. Mm -hmm. And uh, after this warrior's death, his arms are preserved and washed over by his loyal clan. Um, the demon leaders, the four devas, now reign over the world of mortals, searching for the god hands so they can use them. Yes, for their own ends. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. And in the modern day, uh, a young martial artist named Jean uh, sees some demons attacking a, a young woman trying to cut off her arm. Uh, she saves, or sorry, he saves her, and uh, then they cut off one of his arms for his trouble because they're out there looking for the god hands, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Turns out she was carrying the last god hand. Uh, she attaches it to him to save his life and is now forcing him into service, trying to fight the four divas and uh, save mankind. Yeah, people lose their arms like, like <laughs> yeah. what? In, the, in this game it's it's pretty nuts yep um as if it was no big deal as if it were metal gear <laughs> um yeah so we start out uh chapter one and this is uh the kind of each chapter is kind of themed in a way and this is kind of like wild west town yep um 
So for some reason, like this world makes no sense. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, this is this is a wild west west world yeah. kind of experience. When we make a quantitative claim about something that appears in this game, just assume that it is followed by apropos of nothing. Yeah. Wild West saloon yep. world apropos of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. And uh, the sexism starts pretty much right away with the relationship between Jean and Olivia. Not, yeah, not not to like our entire reading is not going to be set through that, but it would be it would be dishonest of me to not say like, oh, yeah, this is kind of this is kind of upsetting. It's it's kind of it's weird. Like it it, yeah. it reminds me of like a sensibility, um, like just just from like a different era, mm-hmm. you know, like this, this weird. And that's what they're going for. Like it is kind of like a grindhousey, you know, over the top silliness. And that's what what their relationship reminds me of, especially when she starts like chasing him with an ax and stuff. It's really cartoony, which makes it go down a little bit better, you know, Mm -hmm. but it is, it is a little bit, you know, it is a thing. Yeah. The cartooniness Um, makes it seem like, Oh, we're not being like, we're not saying this is the, the the way things ought to be, or it's not being like normative. It's a, yeah, it's actually just casting it in a goofy light. Yeah. Which is what makes it palatable, even though it's not my favorite thing. Yeah. 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 Um, Olivia is, is kind of weird. Like she's your, you know, your companion during this, but all that setup that we mentioned doesn't happen before the first level. Right. As far as you know, you are just in a wild west town and <laughs> Olivia, you know, tasked you with going out and fighting some, some demons mm-hmm. after uh, putting a kick me sign on your back, <laughs> Yeah, which is very funny. Yeah. You know about the challenge run associated with that, right? Uh, no. No. What's the challenge run with it? Yeah. So you can keep that sign on your back so long as you never activate the God Hand, and I think so long as you never use any of your your roulette attacks. Wow. So there, there there is some kind of reward, like not an achievement, because this is before that. But people have done runs where they where they finish with the uh, the kick me sign on their back. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm mean, gonna have to look that up. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there you know there's probably like a video of it on YouTube. Yeah. 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 But you're going out, and uh, it, it does a nice job of ramping up the difficulty for you, right? You know, just because it'll throw one enemy at you, then two, and then you get into uh, the demons, right? Right, right. And the demons are interesting. Like, as far as I can tell, just based on the times I would die to them and play again, mm-hmm. is that they're at least semi-random? Yeah. Does that follow with your experience as well? Yeah. Whether So sometimes when you kill somebody, the, the screen will turn dark, and they will turn into a demon, uh, which is a much harder enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a lot of like, they try to get it behind you. They, they, you know, they're just much more tactically, uh, savvy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's interesting because a lot of the stuff in this game is random. So your run between any two checkpoints is going to depend a lot on your drops and who turns into a demon. Yeah. Like if you get a demon, um, and if you don't get any health items from any, you know, breakables, um, in between two points, you can really create a hard situation for yourself mm-hmm. if you die and try again you know you get uh get all the health you need and no one turns into a demon yeah um i, I can't speak to this like i don't know this for sure but I, I i it was my experience and observation that if you were at higher levels like higher than you know one or two or you know higher than zero anyway um that is one of the variables that gets juiced the demon spawn rate mm. yeah so like if you are at, you know if, if you're riding high they're more likely to show up at least in my experience that could definitely be true, and that's that would obviously make sense. Why, like when I would die and, and start again mm-hmm. at level zero and not get demons. Yeah. Um, playing on easy means you don't actually have to spend that much time managing your level. Yeah, um, because the most it gets to is two, and it goes down when you get hit as well. Yeah, you you you. It's not just the groveling that uh, that brings it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did you ever do any of the any of the uh, the little devil challenges? Yeah, I did the first couple of them. Yeah. Um, so there's these little little cute devil 
things floating around every once in a while that, uh, you know, ask if you're up for their challenge and you have to kill enemies within a certain amount of time or at one point destroy a car, <laughs> uh, which I really like because um, I, I, I like that fighting game. Mm-hmm. You know, beating up trope yeah. of just punching a car to death. <laughs> and uh, if you do it, like you don't lose anything for losing, but if you do it, you get a, a treasure item. And these are randomized too as well, uh, which will, will end up being a move. Mm-hmm. So I did the first couple and then eventually they were too hard or I was just in, in too shitty a condition yeah. to start them. Mm-hmm. Somewhere around about here, you also get a cinematic that intru- introduces you to these four devas as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which picture the, the the God Hand from uh from Berserk? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, 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 what are those guys called? The God Hand. The, are they called? You're right. They're called the God Hand. Oh jeez. Oh jeez. Wait. Um, yeah, yeah. Those guys. So it, it's these you know four people sitting around a table. You got a, a classic uh, suit Satan, mm-hmm. a, uh, a giant, Satan. yeah, cheap suit Satan, <laughs> a gigantic uh, uh, overweight Mexican guy, and a sexy lady. And then uh, you also get the uh, the fourth one, who I don't think shows up just yet. Like, is he in this first cutscene? I don't think so. Maybe I think he shows up later. I think it's yeah. supposed to be kind of a holy shit when he shows up. <laughs> yeah, because there's a human in the uh, in the pantheon. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, they're up to no good, and uh, you know, at, at least you get the sense like, oh, I'm going to fight all these guys. Right. Right. It's it's yeah. doing that classic introducing a boss yeah. thing. Um, we haven't talked very much about what you're doing, like actually in the level, and that's yeah. because. It's kind of spaced out, you know, clusters of enemies. Um, every once in a while, it's scripted. Like, you'll get to an area and some enemies will run out from behind things. And uh, it might be a good time to talk a little bit more in detail about um, that that management of aggro yeah. thing. Because the enemies are, are interesting. Like, they, do, they don't just immediately dogpile you. It's not left for dead. Um, like, you can fight one and sometimes they will kind of wait respectively on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. And that makes me wonder if that is also a variable controlled by the level. Yeah. Um, how aggressive enemies are on the side. But I've fought one with one guy just kind of hovering next to me before mm-hmm. as well. Like, and he just didn't get involved. Um, but essentially your, your goal is to fight one guy at a time, either by tossing you know barrels at them and aggroing them that way or by threatening them. Yeah. And then uh, the actual rhythm of the fighting um, you have that combo you set up. Um, you can do things. You can juggle them. Initially, the uh, the the launcher, the thing that shoots people far away, is super powerful. Yeah. Um, it also helps with crowd control and gets uh, people away from you um, for a time. And then just knowing you know, when they block, either doing a guard break or knowing that that's the time to dodge. Yeah. Um, at that point, and I almost always dodged back. Oh. Did you have like a, a set dodge, or did you I, usually duck, or did you was I, situational? I pretty much always um, dodged forward. I did the little <laughs> duck. Yeah, I mean it was it, it was far, it was le- it was less useful if I saw if I saw that they were like winding up or something, but like you know that 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 is actually pretty functional because it's so quick. Yeah, it's super quick and it also keeps you close to the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and your your different moves that you set up for your combo will also affect your spacing. Mm-hmm. So I had to end up getting like I had like a step back kick at some point in my combo, and then oh, like yeah. if I used it, I would you know because of where it was in the combo, the person would be out of reach and stuff. Like there's just an insane amount of customization. Mm-hmm. Uh, to what's essentially just your tap tap square <laughs> yep. function. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you eventually start throwing in like so. He starts out with as with like a boxing set. So you have different levels of you know right you know and left hooks and jabs and uppercuts and stuff. But you can start peppering in you know different kinds of kicks and stuff in order to just kind of like really map out what the flow of those attacks are. And what's really uh, pretty pretty cool is that some of the uh, attacks have evasion. 
mm-hmm. properties. So like if somebody is attacking high, you can do an attack like a low kick that mm-hmm. will both avoid, you know, a duck and attack at the same time, Yeah, which is really cool. It's kind of an advanced move. Yeah. And a lot of those, like, especially are sweep kicks, um, which will, you know, if the person or if the enemy is low poise, they will, you know, they will drop. So it's a great yeah. way to like take somebody out for a second for you to reconnoiter yourself um, yeah. in order to get into a, a more favorable combo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something that I noticed, and I just want to articulate more about why it's so difficult to fight more than one enemy. Um, I, I feel like it's a little bit of a function of the camera being in so close insofar as mm. when you like when you're up in somebody's up in somebody's grill, <laughs> um, you know, they're really all you can see. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, paying it, you know, you can't dodge what you're not paying attention to. And you right. can't, you know, there, there are very few moves that affect more than one person. Um, so it's it's more of a function of how much information is exposed to you. Um, you know, there are some moves that will, you know, kind of like do like a sweep, but um, the you know, it just withholds that from you. Right, right, and and most of the moves that will affect uh, more than one person are your roulette moves. Yeah, and that's a valuable resource. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the devil cards that you get to to use those. Mm-hmm. So it's not Arkham City. Like it's yeah. not you know optimized for fighting more than one guy at a time. Right, it is a one on one fighting engine yeah where do we go gary like it's so many just off the wall kind of things yeah yeah and it's also like and in full disclosure like uh you know we have our our notes here but this game has lots of tiny stages Mm -hmm. it's not broken up into like one big world it's broken up into which i love like i think that's really really great like it's broken up into like four or five minute play segments sometimes Mm-hmm. Uh, which is really, really cool. They just are, revolve around a little theme. So we're not going to mention all of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're just going to kind of hit highlights. Mm-hmm. Um, since we've gone through this kind of first tutorial area and we could go to the uh, the town mm-hmm. area, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so in between levels, um, you have the ability to go to the shop. And uh, it's this little, like, square that has the the uh, the uh, barely, barely regal uh, <laughs> casino. Um, a little shop and then a, a gladiator stadium, um, which I didn't spend very much time in the stadium. No. And um, did you do very much fighting in there? It's a it's a place where you go to practice your moves mostly. Yeah. 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 Um, the shop's super useful. You can get um, you know permanent upgrades. You can also just buy new moves and you can sell moves, mm-hmm. which is I didn't realize or didn't take advantage of for a long portion yeah. of the game. Um, and the moves actually do upgrade. So it's not only just a, a choice thing where. But you also have a progression. Like you have jab one, but eventually you unlock jab two. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's and then, always going to be better than jab one. And then jab jabaga. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 Um, so you can, you can literally, if you find a moveset you like, you're not stuck with, you know, with the mechanics of it. You're not stuck with low damage numbers. You can actually just get more powerful versions of those. Yeah. If you like. Yeah. And uh, it's when you're picking your moves and trying to outfit yourself, it's, you know, you, you would be wise to not just look at the, uh, look at the damage stat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually to consider how that will fit into a uh, 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 your your overall strategy. Yeah, you have to you have to look at the, the more than damage and you also you get this little preview of how the move will shake out. Mm-hmm. So when we you have a lot of information about how it will fit into your combo because you get to actually see the wind up and and uh, what it'll actually look like on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um something I didn't realize, I didn't realize that those food power-ups were permanent. Yeah. It wasn't until like I think chapter 6 or 7 <laughs> <laughs> that oh, that, I, that's really, that's that really up, late. That I upgraded my health. I know. I that's was like, intense. I, I looked over it, so I was I was at starting health through the through the vast majority of the game. That's hard. I know, right? Because I, I wanted yeah, to spend that, my money on new moves. Yeah. 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 I I ended up like mostly trying to get my new moves from from treasure chests. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, if I could, 
And then I was spent, you know, buying permanent upgrades as much as I could. And then like probably, you know, uh, uh, prioritized last were, were roulette moves. Yeah. Um, just because I don't get to use them very often, mm-hmm. even though eventually I came across a few I liked. If I saw a, um, if I saw a, an upgraded version of a move I knew I liked, like the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the God slam or whatever it was, um, then I would, then I would go for that just because I yeah. wanted those to be more effective to scale up with the, uh, with the difficulty of the enemies. Yeah. I've, I ended up finding that most of the moves that I wanted were the one-on-one moves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then chain yanker is really good, um, <laughs> because it, it does that separation yeah. and then instantly gets you a stun attack. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also moves that do multi-hits. Um, so it's one move, but it's like five quick punches yeah. or a few quick punches, which I thought were very powerful until I kind of realized that your initial hits are what, you know, you can count on mm-hmm. before an enemy starts blocking or doing anything. So like yeah. those kind of attacks that do some quick damage, I used to think were very good and then realized yeah. are actually not very good. Like the way the, the way you deploy the roulette moves kind of tricks you into that because, you know, when you when you bring it up, it brings up a little scrolling um, window of it and it slows down time. It doesn't stop it like you can still be hit if something is on its way. Yeah. Um, and you're on a timer and everything. Uh, but once you hit it, you go back into actual time. Well, I meant, I meant uh, specifically the the regular moves, like the one-two punch. Oh yeah, or the uh, the chin music, or whatever the, yeah, those ones yeah. are called. That's okay. that's what I was referring to specifically. Like the with the roulettes, like the multiple hit ones are actually pretty good. Okay. Um, the like moon, the crescent kick, I think would end up being the my go-to mm-hmm. in the end, which uh, is a launcher and also a lot of damage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the crescent kick, that one, like that's really expensive, right? It is pretty expensive. Yeah, I ended up um, I ended up getting that pretty late for the for the final yeah. boss fight. Yeah, cost cost two double cards, but mm-hmm. would you know would one shot just about everybody, and then took a big chunk out of bosses. Yeah. So. Yeah, I never spent any time in the casino. Yeah, I went there a couple times. Um, just to you know, if I was a little bit of money short, played a little bit of blackjack. Mm-hmm. Um, if you play the slot machines, you can get uh, you can exchange like money or tokens you get for those mm-hmm. for for items um, at the the exchange counter. You can also pick a fight with the pit boss. Um, which is not recommended, but you can do it. Yeah. Um, and that, that's really it. Like I did not spend very much time at the, uh, the barely regal, uh, <laughs> casino either. Yeah. So yeah, m- money was never really that much of a concern actually. Yeah. Well, you were, you didn't buy any power-ups. <laughs> yeah. Like the, uh, the, the, uh, those are the most expensive items in the game. So yeah. <laughs> and you're, you're rolling in it. <laughs> so, oh man, let's see here. Uh, do we want to talk about kind of those little goofy diversion challenges in the middle, like the poison chihuahua thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, um, I So I failed this one. So you show up and th- this is just a fixture fixture in this game that there are poison chihuahuas that one of the devas uses as like her her uh, um, familiar, I guess. Yeah. 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 Um, so you so you end up in uh, in this area where somebody has been poisoned by the the poison chihuahua and you have to find this antidote going through different buildings and uh chasing the or chasing the dude down who has the antidote that's what it is it's one of those little bomb guys yeah it's in his blood um, yeah yep so you have to have to chase him down and when you rescue civilians similar to like a uh you know uh typing of the dead or something like that <laughs> they'll give you a power up yeah um so you have these little little optional things where you can rescue civilians which is again like it's weird there are civilians in this world <laughs> um, it's such, a, it's such a weird world that they're, they're in. Yeah. Um, but if you rescue them, you get you get something either an item or a uh, a health up. Yeah, which can be useful. Like you know, if you're if you're hard up in the middle of a middle of a stage. Um, also, yeah. if you let civilians die, they penalize you at the end of the level. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's worth it's worth trying to, mm-hmm. even though you can't always do it. And sometimes, you know, there's this like the specific poison chihuahua thing. Sometimes it's just you come across some demons beating up a dude. Yeah. And you just have to get them off of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about our first mid boss, uh, Mr. Yeah. Gold and Mr. Silver. <laughs> yeah. These Choniki friends. Yep. Um, su- super, super gay stereotype muscle men. Mm hmm. Uh, that somehow I, I have no reason. I have, there's no reason why uh, they taunt you and you fight in front of Christmas decorations. Yep. Yeah, because it's it's more spectacular. Yeah. Um, yeah. This this again, like it's a little bit silly, but I also like I want to chalk it up more to that Choi Nikki urge than mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. You know, actual homophobia. Yeah. Like just that weird celebratory tone of muscular gay men that comes with <laughs> Japan. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I chalked it up to camp. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these guys are pretty campy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but they but they take it a step further. It would just be it'd be one thing if they were just, uh, you know, super, super campy gay, uh, except uh, one of them. I think it's Mr. Silver. Uh, your nut cruncher attack doesn't work on him. Yeah. Yeah. And yep, when, yep. You, when you inspect his body after the fight, uh, it says must have lost his balls in the war. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know what war. Is there a war? Yeah. yeah exactly. OK, now what now awards in play. Yeah. Like, get out a chart uh, for yeah. it. Yeah, the Nutcracker attack is great. Anyway, like it just it just it's like a close ra- close range chain anchor. Like it just stuns. Yeah, but I love it because every time you do a nut shot on somebody, it does a little cash register sound. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's, it's also in the in the opening scene when you start up the game. Mm-hmm. The like it shows a, a still of that mm-hmm. happening when it says oh. the like the, this game contains graphic images. Yeah, and go ding. Yeah. Um, shows somebody getting kicked in the in the balls. Yep. So, which really like if I haven't been in a real fight as an adult, Mm -hmm. if I was ever in like a real fight, like, and I was scared, I would Mm -hmm. be all over the balls. (laughs) Like, is there any, is there any reason? Like if I was ever scared for my life, I wouldn't just be trying to hit a guy in the balls as much as I possibly could. No, I don't think there is. I mean, yeah. Like just, just go for it. Like, I mean, at that point. Yeah. That's scary. There's no honor on the street. No, exactly. Well, not the streets I come from. <laughs> I also always think that, like, if I ever got into one of those like those fights, I wonder if I'm the kind of guy who could, like, you know, bite off someone's nose or some shit. Oh, yeah, just be the like, guy if I'm who just, would like, go crazy. Yeah, like, I'm just, like, I, I'm actually scared for my life. Like, let's let's rip off someone's ear, mm-hmm. you know, like, if I, if I could do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, whenever I'm playing tabletop games I, and I'm my character is in trouble, I'm always like, well, I'm going to I'm going to, you know, bite off his ear. And like, <laughs> I, think, I think that's cool. And then the, the GM's always just like, well, roll an attack. I'm like, no, I'm trying to do this cool cinematic thing. I don't want to, you know, do 1d6 damage. I want him to be scared by the fact that I just bit off his ear and I'm chewing on it. Gary's nuts. Yeah, yeah. that's what, that's what, that's that's his character. Yeah. And I never gotten into any fights when I was like in middle school or high school or anything. And throughout that entire time, I was I was so I was afraid of it, A because I hate confrontation, but B I was worried that I would go full Ralphie mm-hmm. and just start and just yeah. start pounding somebody into the floor. Yeah. <laughs> like if that yeah. happened, like, you know, oh gosh, unleashing the anger inside. Which I, I, think I recognize I'm, as stupid. I'd probably just piss my pants and cry. <laughs> the, uh, I, I told, I've told the story before about the um, when I got punched mm-hmm. uh, before, and I didn't. I didn't fight back. I just got like really, really mad and yelled, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> to the person who did that. <laughs> so, like, I was just incredulous. Like, why would you come to my lawn and punch me? <laughs> We're people, you idiot. We don't do that. Um, <laughs> why? Well, yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, that's pretty good. That's the most realistic response to a fight. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. It, it, it was good. It was. That was a ridiculous night too, because the I lived one block away from the police station, and it took them fifteen minutes to show up. <laughs> it was. It was just garbage. Like, yeah, it was just very 
very frustrating. <laughs> but anywho, anyway. um, so I've never been in a fight. I've just been punched. Yeah. I got in fights in grade school because I was a big guy, and mm-hmm. you know that. But I don't remember those. Yeah, knocked me around the old noggin. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. So after this, um, you know, after you find out about his balls and the war, um, you end up <laughs> in Elvis's mansion. Yeah. Which is this crazy amalgamation of Wild West and East. Uh, it's really weird because I can't yeah. decide if Elvis is, suppo- is supposed to be. He's got the he's got the Krillin dots, the like the monk dots on his forehead. But he but he yeah. speaks in a very in a very stereotypical Mexican accent. And there's Elvis references. Yes. He's constantly making Elvis Presley references. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, he is he is in a he is a weird amalgamation. Yeah. And his levels introduce um, kind of something that I, I don't particularly care for in the game. I see why they did it to kind of vary up the pacing, but uh, collecting uh, items in order to proceed, whether, yeah. whether they're rosary beads in order to dispel a curse, or I think here you also have uh, picking up pieces of a costume. Yeah. If it happened all the time, I wouldn't like it. Yeah. I think it happens about once per chapter, so it doesn't yeah. bother me too much. Yeah. But yeah, it's not great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't seem like a game that is, that, that, that is well suited to exploration. You know? Well, it, it is, but the exploration usually just is positive, not mandatory. Yeah, like if you go off the beaten path and you find a room filled with crates, like great, mm-hmm. I'm gonna bust these open and get a bunch of money and, and cool yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um, also, pornography plays into this as well to refill your tension meter. Yep, <laughs> makes tense. Yeah, um, which is the opposite of what pornography does. <laughs> really? Like it just sleep. relaxes you. Yeah. 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 When, when you beat off, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm referring to. What's the deal with that bedroom filled with the blowjob ladies? I don't remember that. I just I have this in the note, but I <laughs> it somehow did not make an impression on me. Yeah, you just it, it, so it's like an illusory wall, and you go in, and it's like, oh, you were just sucking that dude off, and now you're all gonna fight me. Cool, I guess. I, I guess I do kind of remember that now. Yeah, yeah that that is that is it's kind of gross. Yeah, um, but you know, Elvis is a is a a man of means and taste. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he probably has a blowjob room installed. I just like picturing. Okay, so let's remake Eyes Wide Shut, except the mansion is Graceland. <laughs> <laughs> using yeah. peanut butter banana sandwiches as lube. As masks. <laughs> yeah. Um, just just a, a sandwich with the two eyes cut out for the, the or two holes cut out for the eyes. Yep. And a, piece, a peanut butter and banana sandwich pasted their face. Yep. The poster is just a blue suede shoe with cum on it. It's it's scary. Like we've made a scary movie. Um, <laughs> um, after you get through this, though, eventually, after you collect everything, you go through and you you face face Elvis, and, and your character actually says, "Finally, a boss fight." Yeah, which is funny after a big collectathon. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, Elvis is fun. Yeah, there's a little bit of uh, a little bit of playing Toro with him, right? Yeah. Yeah, he does a little bit of that. Like reading the uh, the boss's attacks mm-hmm. is always an interesting kind of learning experience, especially when you start uh, fighting non-bipedal bosses a little bit later in the game. Yeah. Um, initially, when they're just people, it's a little bit easier, uh, but eventually it becomes you know positively Dark Soulsian, mm-hmm. trying to figure out the the tells. And uh, yeah. but for Elvis, he's kind of just like a big grunt at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he he's constantly smoking a cigar in the cinemat- cinematics, and that even you know plays into most of his fights. Because he mm-hmm. will he will put out a smoke screen of cigar smoke, uh, yeah. which makes it difficult to see when he is coming at you. Yeah, and one of the things that's true whenever an enemy uh, occludes your vision, um, you can always just run. Like um, enemies can't catch you if you're running. Right. Like just run circles around the uh, the arena. Mm-hmm. Um, part of my like, kind of a standard operating procedure for boss fights. Um, there's always crates 
around the room that are going to have refill items that are randomized again. So mm-hmm. that's going to determine how hard your boss fight is. But I usually make the rounds throwing everything in the room at the boss. Yeah. And then uh, and then use my god hand and then use my roulette wheel. Mm-hmm. And that would usually that would take a huge chunk of health off of the, the boss. And then I would fight them. Yeah. So. That is precisely what I would do as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fortunately, Elvis gets winded. So you can yeah. do that like that, 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 that they are very generous with leaving a uh, leaving windows of attack open uh, on mm-hmm. him being the you know being the first real boss battle, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah. is pretty nice. Uh, we should also talk about Yes Man Kablam, which is a special room that you can find or a special uh, ability you can find in his boss room, which every every time I looked up a strategy, I'm just like, OK, I just like, you know, I, I want to beat this game. So I'm going to mm-hmm. see what people suggest. Most people on the Internet, their strategy is just involve spamming Yes Man Kablam because it is yeah. a special move that charges your tension. And I did not get it. Oh, because I thought I could get it after I beat the boss. Oh, yeah. And it's tricky. Like you have to actually get the treasure chest before the boss, because after you beat him, you get herded out. Oh, you yeah. don't have like the ability to like you know clean up. Yeah, it doesn't like, give you a gate to walk through to, to move things yeah. along. Yeah. Yep. So I, I missed this. Yeah. Yep. Also, we should talk about the. Uh, I mean, at least bring up the uh, the, the the music, which is Elvis. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. You, you hear the ho ho. <laughs> yeah, in, in the in the background, and yeah. it's uh, in general the music in this game. At, at first, I was a little annoyed because I thought that because the music's the same. Yep. In every level, and I was like, <laughs> "Well, uh oh," um, but it's just in in the world. Yeah. Like there will be different music. It just takes some time. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually, that theme, that kind of surf music, becomes, you know, the the God Hand music, mm-hmm. or not? The, it's not the God Hand music, but it ends up becoming the uh, the title screen music. Mm-hmm. So it becomes this kind of uh, tension reliever, <laughs> and it pops up. Yeah. Yeah, and it plays, and you see that little silhouette of Gene running across the screen. Yeah, yeah, yep, super cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, but after you beat him, he goes back uh, disappointed to his colleagues, and uh, mm-hmm. oh, how, how you finish him off? He falls through the floor, and Gene pounds him into his own statue. Yeah, <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Pretty great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're into chapter two. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts off with a cutscene. Olivia is joking about cutting off your arm because there's a lot of uh, threats of physical violence from Olivia. Yeah. In, the, in this game. And uh, you're going to... Uh, this is a, a fire world. <laughs> the volcano world. <laughs> I, I, I was paying attention. You know, I was taking notes. I have no idea why I'm coming here. I don't know why I go anywhere in this game. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, like, one of the things they, they literally, like, Olivia just says, like, there's a floating fortress. And then, like, I think that's all she says. And then you just go to a floating <laughs> fortress. Like well, What she says about the floating fortress is, I think they're using it to dig for evil. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what? Um, yeah, so the, so then you, you you head towards that. So, yeah, I don't know why I go anywhere in this game. Yeah. Um, you get this vague sense Olivia is leading you, and then eventually it becomes a rescue mission. Mm-hmm. But for most of it, yeah. who knows? Yeah. Um, and this is a huge difficulty wall, Gary. Yeah, this is harder. Like, mm-hmm. um, mostly because you're being introduced to uh, lither, more uh, kind of dexterous enemies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have the ladies, you have Mohawk guys like this is where they start kind of varying it up. Everything before, with the exception of the demons, was kind of your bog standard, um, you know, goon. Yeah, just bro. Yeah. Um, the Mohawk guys are great. I love that. That's shooting off the Mohawk <laughs> yep. attack. Uh, that's real good. But they are just they're just tougher and they're bigger. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the ninja ladies, is this where you first run to the ones with whips or is that a little bit later? Mm, it's in this it's in this stage. Like it's, it's okay. in this chapter, but it's not in this, you know, first, okay. first run. Yeah, because the the whips are those things are really oh, punishing. God damn it! Yeah, yeah that's right, hard. Yeah, 
Um, but uh, there are also, uh, in, the, in this early area, some fireballs that just fall out of the sky. And uh, there's graffiti that says, watch out. Yeah, it works yeah. out. High five. Nice. High five. High five, Clover. <laughs> Are they fans? Five yeah. years before we did the show? Uh, probably not. No. Um, you run into another one of those little set piece things where these people uh, have lit a series of fuse, long fuses of dynamite <laughs> to a guy tied at the stake. And you have to stamp out the fuses while fighting fighting the guys mm-hmm. to stop him from getting blown up. Yep. Um, it lends itself to that weird kind of gremlins agent of chaos silliness. Mm-hmm. Like demons in this game aren't just about actual, just evil. They're about doing evil in silly, goofy ways. Yeah. Like like the gremlins. Yeah. Even up to the Davis themselves. Like yeah. everything has a certain amount of mischievous charm to it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you also get a mini boss here, uh, the giant enemy crane. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, yeah. it's neat. It's like a level long boss fight. Um, but boy, is it tough because they, whenever, whenever there's one of these big set pieces, they throw in a lot of, a, a lot of enemies who, uh, inter- interfere with you, you know, taking out the main threat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't this a reference, this giant enemy crane, isn't it a, a reference to that giant enemy crab meme? <sighs> I, think I think so. I don't yeah. know when the giant enemy crab meme came through because I think that might've been, um, the, on the PlayStation three reveal in spring of 2006, so if they, uh, if, if they did, if they named it after that, it would have been incredibly late in development. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought maybe it was, it was after that. Yeah. That meme. Cause I love memes. <laughs> um, I, I, I love memes. And then I took an arrow to the knee. It's yeah. great. I'm borderlands. Hello. My name is borderlands. <laughs> I like memes. Um, how do you, how do you pronounce the F F F F F the f- yeah. F- <laughs> fuck. Okay. Um, yeah. Keep calm and arrows in the knees. <laughs> Everybody Borderlands. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But yeah. 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 Giant enemy crane. Giant enemy crane. It's you tough. To... And it's, it's tough because of the enemies. It's not so tough because of the crane. Yeah. You're just attacking itself. its bucket. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. This pilot Python squeeze thing you can do to the, uh, cause the, the, the finishing move or the, uh, stun move you do on guys depends on their body type. Yeah. Um, and taller linkier guys do this Python squeeze thing that looks just, incredibly painful yep like it's like squeezing their head and one of their arms between you know in the crook of your your arm yeah and it just looks like a neck breaking mm-hmm. maneuver it's like i'm gonna turn you into a giraffe now stretch 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 yeah Ugh. yeah yeah um that body type thing there's just a generic female body type and we alluded to this but when you're fighting the ladies the finishing move you do is just spanking them yeah to death which mechanically is useful because it launches them at the end mm-hmm. but uh you are spanking spanking a lady yeah which you know oh, whatever <laughs> and they're also real, they're very scantily clad too yeah like even the big like kind of butcher barbarian axe ladies mm-hmm. are also pretty sexily dressed not yeah. sexily dressed as if they gave me you know they, they filled up my tension gauge <laughs> yeah. but as if they uh you know yeah yeah it's 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 more huh and not boring yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, you know, it's more like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the. Uh, uh, so, so, so this, the the three Stooges. They're the people who um, uh, initially cut off your arm. Yeah, there's a there's a big guy with uh, spike balls for hands. Mm-hmm. A tall lady and a tall guy who throws knives. Yeah. And uh, the, they are dopes, and you're going to fight them over and over again, sometimes <laughs> one at a time, sometimes all at once, which is one of the harder fights in the game, I think. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, these are the people who cut off your hand when you originally saved saved Olivia, mm-hmm. or cut off your arm, rather. Yeah. And uh, they, they, they reveal that in a cinematic here, establishing why you're connected to this psychopath with an axe. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. Gene Felix, uh, yeah, no, Bruce Felix and Conchita, which I think is uh, some some languages slang term for vagina. So oh. have fun with that. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, the uh, the big guy, which I imagine is Bruce. With, no, uh, with the arm, actually, like, Bruce is, is the tall guy. Felix oh. is the is the, Fe- is the Felix clubber. is the guy with the, with the without hands. Yep. Um, he's got a real like great idiot voice. <laughs> See, like, there's a part I can't remember if it's this cutscene or the next one we run into him where he just goes. We want the arm. Yeah, it might like, be this one. <laughs> yeah, he just <laughs> he just states everything with that kind of conviction. Tell me about the Chihuahuas, Conchita. <laughs> oh, have you know this is <laughs> <laughs> this, these are the best arms I can afford. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh this is uh th- this i think is the first real marathon you run into when you're fighting them here because they have yeah. the common courtesy to come at you one after the other but there's nothing in between you just have a finite amount of crates uh that may or may not supply you with uh delicious d- delicious life recovering fruits and this is early enough in the difficulty curve where like you are not like late in the game i could fight these guys one-on-one all day because mm-hmm. i just know how to dodge them but early yeah. on i'm still kind of figuring it out so it was really about Figuring out which enemy was the most dangerous and saving my my roulette for them and using God Hand, you know, when appropriate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, it's a good fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Quite difficult. And, uh, oh, man, something else about this stage. They start introducing ranged enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Which they don't use a lot of. No. But they but they do. It does show up here. They use them strategically, it seems. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of times um, you can mitigate that just by bringing the fight around a corner. Mm hmm. You know, um, again, classic Dark Souls, like <laughs> aggro somebody and then back up into an area that you've already cleared. Um, I don't know why we fight Elvis again. There's nothing really that special about it, except maybe it reveals that he uh, it reveals a that he might have a good side to him in that in that cutscene that leads into his fight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When he does the, the Team Rocket sparkle, you know, uppercuts yeah. them into the sky, <laughs> which, again, that is an anime thing. I don't know why it works on me when otherwise I would be annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's out of context. Yeah, like you're not watching an anime. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, yeah, he they're positioning him as like the we're not so different, you and I. Mm-hmm. You know, lesser of, of four evils. Yeah, character. Um, you know, even down to like saying like we could have been friends. I think at some point. Yeah, yeah. Like after after you kill him in his demon form, and as you fight him here, he starts like slowly zombifying, which is a pretty neat effect. Yeah, but, like the, the the there's the idea that like oh the, the you know the, the, these look humanoid but there's a form resting underneath that that uh you know is kind of waiting to come out. Yep, their G form. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so um, after you beat them, um, you know he has failed again, and now Shannon, the uh, the second Deva, yeah. is going to our Diva is going to to fight after you. Yeah, the stripper lady. Yep, and we are in a uh, like a carnival. Yeah. Themed zone. <laughs> Much earlier than in Killer Seven. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. And and slightly less uh less backtracky than yeah. the Killer Seven one. <laughs> Just slightly. God hand, less backtracky than Killer Seven. <laughs> yep. True. <laughs> um Yeah. So yeah, she invites you to her playland and you head to it. Called yeah. uh Maso Maso Hysteria. <laughs> Masic Massage Hysteria. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. <laughs> yep. Um, and, uh, she's, she's captured some people uh, and Olivia sends you there to save them Yeah. Um, because you are generally a force for good, even though your actual motives and, and the reason why you move from point A to point B is always confusing. Yeah. In, in, in general, Olivia is your conscious. Yeah. Your conscious with an ax. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I don't know. There's like nothing about this whole area and level stuck out to me, like aside from its, you know, general carnival theming. Uh, well, the, and the, the mid bosses, like the mid bosses are great. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But yeah. like, but like the connective tissue, um, you know, really, I think that they, they, they start leaning into those locks a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. The ones that you have to pummel and then, uh, and then duck before they, before they crutch your head open. Yeah. With the mustaches, the mustache yeah. locks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then the uh, you know, but you're fighting. There's also gigantic clowns, which are the the fat enemy type mm-hmm. of of the beat 'em up. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a little bit harder to launch, etc. Yeah. Um, but mostly this level, I feel like, is notable for its its mini bosses. Oh yeah. Um, the the first one where a charter bus drops in <laughs> with a mask gorilla <laughs> yeah. inside. You um, think it's a mask gorilla? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. But it is not. Which is it is it. Because after you kill him, you inspect him, you know, and it says, hey, there's a zipper. Like, like you're disappointed. It's weird that the game draws the line at murdering a monkey with your bare hands. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I understand gorillas are not monkeys. However, that was a funnier sentence. Yeah. The, the, um, this, is, this is a really great fight. And uh, I, like, I love it when this guy shows up. He shows up again, too. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the reverse suplex. Is that where like, he gets behind you and then you just go, aha! Yeah, get behind them real quick and just do the same thing. Yeah, I, I love that. He also um, tries to do like a turnstile jump on you, and uh, if mm-hmm. you can get out of the way, you can do a nice little counter on him. Yeah, but it's a wrestling match with a luchador gorilla. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, uh, and then shortly after that, well, um, we need you need to cut in his his music here because the the, the gorilla music sounds like sports. Yeah, <laughs> sports. Um. Yeah, I will cut in that that music. Um, the uh, after the, shortly after that, you run into another memorable mini boss. Oh, um, the, 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 <laughs> I didn't hate these guys. Um, I, I would have quit here. I loved I love them, but I, like the play was so frustrating. I yeah, I just I really didn't have that, that big a problem with these guys. These guys, they're tiny Power Rangers, or again, just Killer Seven references. <laughs> um, whoever those Killer Seven guys were. Yeah. Um, but they're they're based on playing cards. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, they're five of them based on playing cards. They have weird little like goblin noses, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they're real goofy. Yeah, it's the lollipop game. They call them the Mad Midget Five. Yep, <laughs> yep. And uh, as opposed to like the the lunatic little person five, which would be mm-hmm. the the more politically correct way to say it. <laughs> the um, and because they the respond thing- to the moon. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> the, uh, the the big thing with these guys is that they all fight you at once. Yeah. And then they have these kind of uh, power you know power attacks where they can join up. And like the all the times you fight these guys, you fight them other times as well. Um, I found this was it was testing my crowd control. Mm-hmm. Like it's like okay, what attacks can I do to put somebody on the ground for a little while to deal with another guy? Yeah, and and kind of continue to, to do that. And they're all susceptible to all the launching and uh, juggling and such mm-hmm. that you could do. So like that's that's what ended up making these guys, you know, palatable for me. Yeah, I found a very repetitive strategy that worked for that because what, okay, so what frustrates me about them is most of your attacks um, actually go over their head. So if you are just kind of like trying to use your uh, um, regular combo, uh, you're going to miss them, right? Mm. Like you actually have to. So what I found was trying to use a launch attack or some kind of sweep kick to get them in the air so that I, you know, that, that they started to juggle, right? Because otherwise, yeah. otherwise they would just come out and start like biting at my ankles. Mm. Yeah. So that, that that's what frustrated me about it. And like once I responded to it, 
it was it was fine but the response that i found was not particularly engaging it was really just get them in the air and punch them until they fall out of the air and then get them in the air again and most yeah. of most of those like launching attacks you know like the crowd control ones because that is a limited resource like they would just wear me down it became more of a battle of attrition than anything yeah yeah, yeah i could see that yeah um yeah um luckily they each of them drops a health refilling item after you kill them, so like that's that's merciful mm-hmm. at the very least for like kind of a five way yeah. boss fight. Yeah, and after you take down like two or three of them, it becomes trivial. But yeah, it's a, it's those first couple when when all five of them are bringing their uh, bringing all their force to bear is when it gets yeah. is when it's the most difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there is a crazy mini game after that where you're returning fire on a ship. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple real weird little like interface changes mm-hmm. and weird little mini games that happen in this game and this this is one of them yeah yeah but um, it, like it, it, it is four cannons arrayed uh arrayed in a diamond and each one is labeled with a face button from your playstation and you just have to in rhythm you know it's kind of like playing simon right hit them mm-hmm. before before the uh hit the proper button before the cannonball hits you yep to knock yeah. them back which I, I think highlights um something about this game that i really love you know that you're or at least provides a good example of it which is kind of the throw it in attitude yeah i I can just really tell that the people who made this game had a lot of fun yeah you know yeah for sure and luckily like this one is a little bit different but a lot of those little mini games like the consequences for doing poorly are Mm -hmm. you know mitigated like this if you get hit you lose health but you know there's crates around to get health back and then later they do a similar mini game where like you're just succeeding to get money you're not failing to lose right so if that makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the Shannon boss fight though. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> which, which, uh, yeah, she's, she's, uh, jumps up on a stripper pole. <laughs> um, you know, says something about you, you don't understand women. You call her a bitch. <laughs> as, as you sit at the table, drinking a beer as though you were a patron at her strip club. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. and her, it's, Kind of her big thing, her her heart emotion attack mm-hmm. that turns you into a, a defenseless chihuahua mm-hmm. that you have to kind of run away from her for a time. Yeah. Um, what I ended up doing kind of uh, mechanically for this was saving my um, roulette wheels for mm-hmm. when she would do that and then do the chain yanker when she fired this if I didn't think I could avoid it. Oh, yeah. Um, because that will cancel cancel getting hit by that. Okay. So I never found it to be too bad when I went, when I got hit with that, because I could mm-hmm. just, I could just very quickly run out of any range of any kind of reprisal around. Yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't have anywhere near, uh, I think I only had, it took like two attempts to take her down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other kind of wrinkle in this is that, uh, um, there are very few health refills on the outside ring. Cause you're in, you're in a big top circus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the, the the inside ring is a uh, it's, it's caged and there's a like a pineapple or whatever the full a strawberry. It's like whatever the full uh, health refill is. You think, OK, I'm going to get her down to a certain level of health. And when I'm ready, ready to go for round two, get my second win running there. But it is a trap. It is obviously a trap. It's a cage and it introduces, you know, more enemies into it. So you have to. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not quite the free strawberry lunch. Yeah. But and, and the the. Fruit that's in the exterior ring or the ring where you're fighting him, like again, that's randomized too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like you could just end up not needing it, which is which is kind of uh, that's always a goofy thing. Yeah. Um. After after she loses, they've decided to deploy Doctor Ion against <laughs> yeah. you, and Azel is pissed. This might be where they introduce Azel. Maybe. Um. Who's the who's the devil hand? Yeah. 
um, who looks like a real cool guy. <laughs> he's got shades. Yeah, he looks he looks like he's from Back to the Future too. Like he's <laughs> super cool looking. He looks like he's about ready to sweep the leg. Yep. Yeah, that is exactly what it's like. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as all things, okay, it's my turn. And no, it's not. He sends, he's yeah. like, you're, you're going to send the, you're going to send the tin can after them. And he is human. And that's why that, that's why nobody thinks that he is, he is suitable for the job. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And this is the fort that they're using to dig up some kind of evil. <laughs> yep. Works for me. Yep. This is, this is like the floating mechanical fort. Um, this is a real weird level too. Like yeah. I remember thinking like, Oh, okay. Like, so I'm in a sky, I'm in an airship now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like robot guys yeah. in this one. Like there's some of the, some of the people you fight are androids. Like this is, this is a strange level. Yeah. So. Um, also, it's, it's uh, the, the individual segments of it. The individual stages are incredibly short and there's a lot of them too. Yeah. Like it will, it'll throw, it'll throw off any kind of like assumption you have because you will stumble upon the next stage pretty much right away. So it's a series yeah. that is, it's a series of even more disconnected and even smaller challenges than you've seen so far. Yeah. 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 And these, these range, like some of them are, um, you know, just a group of enemies. Sometimes you have to, uh, smash, you know, certain bits of machinery mm-hmm. to get through. Um, there is a one called kissing a hot chick, um, <laughs> where you have to save these through these explosives to save this hot chick. Yeah. And, uh, when you saves you or when, uh, you save her, she activates the bridge so you can continue and gives you a kiss that refuels your tension. <laughs> Again, making me wonder what tension, yeah. you know, like what the connection exactly is between Gene's dick and his fists. <laughs> his fist only responds when he's rock hard. Yeah. Like, like yeah. he, that's how he, it doesn't hurt because all the blood from his fist goes into his dick. <laughs> so, you know, he doesn't hurt his hands yeah. to punch because they're all numb. <laughs> Lacking dick blood. Yeah, no, he's he's, he's doing the stranger. Yeah, <laughs> okay, exactly. Okay, what you do? What happens in between levels is he's been sitting on his hands. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. That's ding. what it is. Okay, to do the to do the god hand stranger, you cut off your arm, put somebody yeah. else's arm on it, and then it is somebody else jerking you off. Yeah, man, can you imagine jerking off with a god hand? Oh God, you'd rip it right <laughs> off. You know, <laughs> dun, 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 and just. just <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it moves real fast though um yeah probably some chaining yeah. issues yeah that would that would uh, be murder yeah emergency yeah. room what how oh, gosh this happens all the time yeah <laughs> <What do> you, <laughs> in, the, in that world yeah. he's passing the god hand around for god handies <laughs> around the frat um, house yeah <laughs> god, god hand jays <laughs> oh uh. man um, yeah. So you fight the three stooges again, and this was a, was a, was a real, real bummer. for Yeah, me. this is hard. Um, you're fighting them all at once and that's really difficult, especially, mm-hmm. um, whip lady and knife, knife man mm-hmm. who, yeah. uh, will fuck you up while you're fighting, uh, mm-hmm. you know, ball fist. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it's like a D and D party ball fist. He's the, you know, he's, he's the tank. Uh, you have mm-hmm. a range fighter and you have kind of, uh, her doing their own version of crowd control. Like anytime you fight somebody with a whip, they can just, they can just knock you down. Yeah. Yep, and, and there's not really anything you can do about it. So you can take out Conchita first. And that's that, that, that was ultimately my, my key to victory was to yeah. just kind of let Felix, you know, linger over there because he's the slowest and he charges and he's kind of the most unwieldy and just kind of go in reverse order from the first fight. Yeah, me too. Like, uh, and use my God hand and use my uh, roulette mm-hmm. thing. And this is when I really discovered the, the usefulness of the, the man to man roulette things. Like, yeah. You know, because they, they're categorized as, as area effects or distant long range things mm-hmm. or uh, ones that just damage one person. And the ones that damage one person were were the most powerful to me. Yeah. For a game that's difficult, it's really humane. Um, 
which roulette attacks they expose to you when you activate it. Mm -hmm. Like it, like it won't let you do something that just will have no effect. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is definitely useful, but this is very hard. Mm -hmm. Um, and afterwards, like that's not the level end of the (laughs) level or anything. Like there's just so many bosses in this one. Mm -hmm. Um, you end up doing a uh, rushing across a bridge, um, you know, where there's, there's a bunch of enemies to some kind of regular, regular enemy stages, and then eventually end up fighting Azel. Mm-hmm. You think you're going to fight the three stooges again. Yeah. And uh, Azel incinerates them. Yeah. Just straight, just straight up kills them, which, like, I was sad because I wanted to fight them again <laughs> for, as yeah. hard, for as hard as that was. Like, they do a great job of endearing you to these guys to the point where I eventually got hip to it. But every boss after you fight them, they do a clumsy escape. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah you just see them piling over each other yeah it's super cute yeah the uh i would love it if like in a different world where god hand was a huge hit and going like into toys r us and buying the three stooges like three pack of action figures <laughs> like that would be awesome yeah um instead though you fight as mm-hmm. and this is really hard because he has the same power as you do yeah um you know he has the devil hand so he can actually go into devil hand mode mm-hmm um, you guys are, are essentially equals, even down to the I love the uh, the attack off things that you guys do mm-hmm. where he comes up and starts pummeling you <laughs> and then you start pummeling him back yeah. because you're just punching each other in the face really fast. Mm-hmm. And whoever throws the most punches uh, wins in the end. Yeah. But yeah. and his like his special attacks are yours. So you can actually, you know, call out which, you know, like which ones he's using. Like, oh, that's the God Slam. This is, you know, so you have an inkling of how to respond to them. Yeah. 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 It's really hard. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, has this been brought up on this show or am I just confusing other podcasts for ours? There's another game that I, I think has like a lot of this over the topness to it that I, that I brushed off at first because anime, um, it's called, uh, Asura's Wrath. Uh, I've never heard that, that yeah. word, that combination of words before in my life. So okay. it was definitely a different podcast. Definitely a different podcast. Okay. Um, I'm curious about that now because it is anime as hell, but like uh, all the stories that I've heard about it are akin to this. I, I doubt yeah. that the play is as strong though. So that might yeah. be, that might be the, 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 the X factor. Yeah. If anyone knows, let yeah. us know. Yeah. And, uh, I'll, I'll look it up after the show mm-hmm. show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, after you beat Azel, uh, he says, take good care of my fiance. Um, show, showing you. Okay. Very, <laughs> very well. Um, <laughs> so that'll be our motivation for the last like 10th of the game for some reason. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Th- th- this person who I obviously resent for holding me in bondage. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> um, but surely sh- you get up to the boss, which is, uh, again, they reuse a lot of bosses in this and never actually mm-hmm. bothers me that much. Yeah. Um, but this is not the first time or the last time you're going to run into uh, Dr. Ion. Yeah. 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 And he's cool because his trick is because he is a robot, he uh, he can rotate his attack capabilities. Yeah. Right. So yeah. He'll have like a missile launcher and then like a like a crazy power fist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But essentially, it's about kind of closing the distance with him and getting close enough to him, you know, for, through those range attacks to attack him. Mm-hmm. He also does like a big electric kind of burst attack right in front of him as well, which like you mm-hmm. can dodge through. Like, I love iframes. Uh, that is, is such a such a useful thing in this game. Being able to kind of back backtrack through that through an explosion that should have hit you. Yeah. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um but again, going back into so after you beat him and he uh, is crawling for this battery, like he literally <laughs> just has a you know, wants a, a, to charge himself up with electricity. Don't you actually kill him with electricity? I, I, think I was just you like, do. Oh you idiot. <laughs> yeah, like don't don't do that. Like I'm just gonna fight him again, but it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Um but you get another cutscene and Elvis is getting a, a third chance mm-hmm. with this time with his true demon form. Yeah. And it introduces the wrinkle that if a demon die if you die in the game, you die in real life. If you die in demon form, you die for good. 
Ja. This week's episode is brought to you by duckfeed.tv slash tip jar, where you can go and buy things on Amazon through our links there. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything extra, and uh, you get the same Amazon experience, and we get a little kickback. Christmas is coming up. Yes, it is. If you, ce- if you celebrate Christmas, if not, whatever winter-related giving holiday mm-hmm. um, you are, and you don't want to go shopping, no. Black Friday, fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Cyber Monday, fun yourself. <laughs> Just go, go on there and fun yourself on an Amazon Cyber Monday and uh, and do it with us in mind. Yeah. Every time I think, every time I buy something, I think of you guys. I'm like, oh, bag of salad. <laughs> What's going on with those Watch Out for Fireballs fans? Yeah. And when you guys buy a Blu-ray player. Mm-hmm. Return the favor. Yeah. So we really appreciate it. It is an extra step to go through for something that otherwise would not involve that extra step, but it does uh, make a big difference for us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, again, that's uh, uh, www.duckfeed.tv forward slash tip jar and uh, follow the links therein. Bookmark it. So chapter five inexplicably, inexplicably takes us to uh, Venice. Yep. <laughs> okay. At this point, like just whatever you want to do. Yep. I am along I'm for the ride. Along. Yep. You're the boss. God hand. You've done it. I've ceased questioning. Yep. I've turned off my brain. Yeah. And this, uh, we, you know, we we're joking about the lack of uh, context, but this chapter actually opens up with a little bit of context. Uh, the Olivia tells you about her and Azel. Um, so apparently they're both from the same clan that has been protecting the God Hands. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then sends you into a floating bazaar. <laughs> Which you, you, you hear floating and you think, okay, it's probably going to be in the air. No, it's it's in the water. Yeah. 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 And unfortunately, she gives you some money and you say, have you been turning tricks? <laughs> Which is just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it again, there are people who are listening to this, I'm sure, who are sick of us going on about, like, you don't want to hear about that. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, it's not... Like, come on, guys, it's just in all good fun. But the game really beats you over the head with it. Yeah. Like, it is, it is, it happens a lot. Like, every woman is a stripper or a prostitute mm-hmm. in this game and is dressed, you know, essentially just with clothing that covers their nipples and their clitoris. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Labia hanging free in the wind. Yeah, that's, that's it. Like, it is, it is very, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a little bit gross. Yep. And, like, um, every aspect of the culture is heightened, right? Like, this yeah. is... I, I will never understand Japan's fascination with pro wrestling. I don't understand yeah. America's fascination with pro yeah, wrestling. I will never understand pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, there, there we go. Like you know, and and luchadors. Like we've seen this pop up enough that it is a thing. Um, but mm-hmm. that is, it, it just it reads as unfortunate. Yeah, this specifically, like luchador seems like kind of harmless. Yeah, this is just like ah, come on, Gene. I want to like you, buddy. Haven't the luchadors suffered enough inequality? <laughs> yeah, I know. Luch- yeah. Every luchador just gets 70 pesos on the dollar yeah, well, compared to their American <laughs> counterpart. Which is the equivalent of like three cents. I know. It's, and, it's a and, tragedy. And then they only, they're only wearing luchador masks that cover their nipples and their clitoris. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> it's a luchador hood. Yeah, they're luchador hood. <laughs> you know, some juggalette has that. Oh man, sorry. Yeah, that, that that's probably true though. Uh, that that is one of those things too. Like you think about, um, you know, juggalo sex because you think about the gathering of the juggalos, and you know that that is just like more sex is happening there than like anywhere in the world at that moment. Oh yeah, you know, like just in the pure, 
you know, uh, organs generated in the air. Like <laughs> it is just, it is the concentration mm-hmm. is high, but it just like mm-hmm. bad sex. <laughs> yep. You know, I, I begrudge no person their happiness. Uh, no, you know, so no. long as it hurts nobody, but I, I also reserve the right to think, ew. Yeah, I just don't want to. I just don't want to imagine it. Yeah, it but here I am. I just can't. <laughs> can't stop. As we said, when you think about the gathering of the juggalos, which we do voluntarily a lot. Yeah, well, it's it's fascinating. This is the first year I think I haven't watched the infomercial for it. Oh yeah, because it's gotten a little bit too self aware. But like initially, yeah. it was really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Madass helicopter rides. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, so, so that took it took place in Ohio this year, and uh, one of my brother's friends uh, went and uh, and wrestled there for the princely sum of sixty dollars. <laughs> is what they paid him. <laughs> what they paid him for uh, to do the backyard wrestling. That's wonderful. I know. Yeah. I wish I like somebody. There have been a couple like really short Vimeo documentaries, but like I would love like a feature length documentary on that thing. I think there is. Like it's a, called uh, American Juggalo. That that's like it's a Vimeo. Like that's like is a it? Ten- nah. Thing. Yeah, I, I, w- I would love like a, a greater exploration of that. Like American yeah. Juggalo is worth watching, but yeah. I do find that fascinating. Huh. Um, Nathan Raven wrote that book. Um, oh. You don't know me, but you hate me, um, which is about him following half about him following uh, insane clown posse and half about him following fish mm-hmm. for for a year and those yeah. like specific fandoms. I really want to read it. Yeah, uh, it sounds really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they introduce you to the monk enemies here. Oh yeah, yeah. Which uh, those guys are tough. Yeah, they're very quick. Yeah, and the trick to them is you just have to let them get it out of their system. Yeah, <laughs> they, they'll get tuckered out, <laughs> and then uh, once they get tuckered out, you can you can put them to bed. Yeah. Why uh, do you say that's so gross? Because <laughs> I, I don't know. Because yeah. I said clitoris twice already. Um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Um. I, so I I like the idea of the mini boss squad that you're fighting here. Hmm. Um, just doing it throughout this. And again, the connective tissue isn't, isn't too terribly interesting. It has, you do probably a little bit more, a uh, little bit more collecting than you otherwise would. Uh, but, uh, Ravel and Debussy. Yeah. 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 Well, you we initially despite Ravel. Oh yeah. Just by himself, which on is the, super uh, on, the fun. Pi- on the pirate ship after you do yeah, the, uh, really... the UFO shooting. Yeah. That UFO shooting thing was just so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, that is weird. The, uh, fun, fun, gross fact, uh, about my cat's recent veterinary problems. I was going through that section and you can't pause the shooting gallery. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my cat was having some digestive issues. I recently took him to the vet and I ended up having to walk away from that and dying afterwards to stop him from, uh, crapping on a pair of my pants. Cool. Is, yeah. So I was, it, damn it. God hand pauses <laughs> are, inf- are important. Even in mini games, yep. you'd always be able to pause a game. Yeah. Even you dark souls. Nobody would believe you if you walked around with crap on your pants, but my cat did it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I did watch them. I know. Um, it's... but the, uh, yeah, but, uh, pause, there's no pause in that. <laughs> that, that. That was the whole point of that story. Yeah. That's you know, there's no pause. Mm-hmm. Ravel, who's real funny. He's a guitar player, but it's much better when he has Debussy, uh, Debussy with him, mm-hmm. which yeah. is the, uh, the mini boss fight, who is a big fat guy whose stomach is made of drums. It's his drummer. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Yeah. He uses drum attacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they are rejected models from the failed 3D remake of Mohawk and Headphone Jack. Then <laughs> that would be it'd be awesome. Um, these guys are super funny. I, I love these guys. Yeah, yeah. But the boss fight. So I, I kind of feel like on some of these, you know, specifically when you're fighting, you know, two or three regular dudes as a boss fight, it feels mm-hmm. a little bit like it's shown you everything that it has to show you, um, to a certain extent. Like because WC kind of just 
plays a little bit like, like Felix and that he's a big oaf and then Ravel and uh, his rhythm guitarist kind of just play like tougher versions of a regular guy. I see. I, I found uh, Ravel to be a lot more like area controlly, yeah. like his uh, kind of guitar um, music waves and stuff. Seemed like they took up more of the stage. Mm-hmm. It's also and possible that he effect. didn't. It's possible he didn't fire those as much for, for yeah. me as he as he did for you. Yeah, I had a, I had a harder time with him mostly because it was more about kind of managing my range to him. Like I, I get what you're saying. I don't disagree mm-hmm. that like the game is definitely running out of ways to make one on one fights interesting. Mm-hmm. They're still fun, oh, but yeah. to make them new is 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 they're running out of that, and then they'll answer that with the uh, the next bo- actual boss fight. Yeah. yeah, but this is kind of the last gasp of like that you're just fighting regular dudes, other than a couple like you know, express mini bosses that are just like, okay, this is a slightly tougher guy. Mm-hmm. And that goes into the, um, the reusing enemies yeah. thing. That's not my favorite thing about the game, but it's, you know, I like the moment to moment play that didn't bother me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what the, uh, what the clown ball on the electro slide is. After, yeah. after that. <laughs> <laughs> like, all the... <laughs> so after this, there's a clown ball that you have to punch up the electro slide. <laughs> yeah. That thing is really hard. Yeah. Um, and because I, from the bottom of the slide, mm-hmm. um, I didn't realize that there were other safe spots on the slide. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to punch it all the way up, but it looked like you had to punch it all the way up mm-hmm. uh, from the bottom. And uh, it, I was just like, oh, this is going to kill me a thousand times. I'm never <laughs> going to make this. Like, yeah. And uh, different attacks will push the, the clown ball up further <laughs> up the electric slide. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great out of context note, too. <laughs> like, as the note we're looking at is like mid boss fight against Ravel and Debussy. The rhythm guitarist joins in. Next line, punching the clown ball with the electro slide. <laughs> Next line, like, <laughs> Demon Elvis in the cathedral. Yeah, th- these are this is a good good game for notes. <laughs> yep. Uh, so. And and I think when I was writing that down, I thought about you know if if something unfortunate were to happen to me and somebody performed a Gone Home esque um, you know personal archaeology on my apartment. Mm-hmm. And they found that notebook. They would say, yeah. oh, his mind was going in the end. Yeah, who's 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 punching a calm ball up an electric slide <laughs> in this? Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So all I can think of is this was put in here as some kind of, I don't know, preparation or trying to teach you a little bit of a new vocabulary about fighting larger enemies. Because yeah. what's up next is, you know, Demon Elvis in the cathedral after the electric slide and clown ball. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, which this is the, um, he is still essentially uh, a similar fight, but he's much bigger, bigger hitbox, mm-hmm. bigger, um, you know, kind of area effect for his attacks. Mm-hmm. And this is really preparing you for the second half of boss fights in this game. Yeah. Yeah. So the Div- the, the, the Davis are bringing everything that they have at you. Yeah. Um, and putting okay. themselves at great risk, right? Yeah. Um, and he looks like a, like a big devil. Right. Like just, yeah. uh, just a big old fat thing. And he's still identifiably Elvis. Like he has, he has some of those features. I like the demon designs in this game a lot, actually. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I had a lot um, of trouble here. Yeah. I, th- I think that for this whole chapter, I had about 28 continues. Hmm. Yeah. This was not the hardest thing for me. I had other like harder bosses. This was still hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the demon form of, um, What's her head? The lady. Shannon. Uh, Shannon was harder for me. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, this was definitely difficult. And again, you know, the difficulty, even on easy mode, the difficulty is ramping up. Yeah. This is where I really not perfected, but 
you know, understood the importance of doing that, you know, kind of progressive rollout of stuff, going around throwing the crates and then doing the the you know the different levels of attack to get to get him into a place where my normal efforts would be fine. But even yeah. but even then, you know, still like it, what's difficult is as you're doing the runs, um, you can't really see when he is about ready to attack you by virtue of the camera again obscuring right. important information about when to dodge and when it can come after you and because right. he is so big his attacks can you know put you down and it can get you in a loop where you're just like well this is fucked i might as well just reload right 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 right. like the uh the camera is perfect for a one-on-one fight yeah and it's just slightly less perfect for every <laughs> other type of fight so um so after you beat him you have your like heart-to-heart you know metal gear solid-esque <laughs> you know uh uh boss soliloquy a little bit um and then you say you know if you weren't a demon we could have been friends yeah there's a, there's a little bit of a human side to him because he he tells you to like not tell shannon how he went because he yeah he he loved her yeah and she loved him but she doesn't want to admit it yeah yeah that's sad yeah oh it was beauty killed the demon <laughs> Yeah, killed, killed the, killed Elvis. Yeah. Um, after Elvis has left the building, yeah, which, which Bell says, yeah, um, in in his incredibly uh, sense. I wonder, like, like his name is Bell's. Doesn't he kind of look a little bit like Richard Belzer? I don't know who Richard Belzer is. Um, from Law and Order. Oh yeah, okay. Little comedian, friends with iced tea. <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of looks like kind of looks like the Bells. Huh. Um, yeah, but you're on to chapter six. Yeah, and this is the 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 Mountain Cathedral. Or the, the mountain fortress. There we go. Where, yeah. where they have a bunch of slaves. Yep. And you're essentially rescuing slaves. Shannon is a slaver. Mm-hmm. And uh, after, you know, when Olivia is telling you this, you say something sexist to her that I don't remember. And <laughs> she pulls an axe out of the bathtub, which is a, it was a genuinely awesome, surprising moment that she was just bathing with an axe. Yep. Um, and you say the slaves got it easy, which is like not the kind of thing you want to say. Not out loud. Yeah, like that's not the kind of if you've ever thought that like slaves just have it easy. Like there was actually slavery and there is actually slavery. It's probably not, you know, the best thing to say out loud. Yeah, maybe uh, unless you're on Free Republic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unless you're you're a dark enlightenment thinker. God um, damn it, Gary. <laughs> What's cool? Don't you like the dark enlightenment? Every time you share something on Facebook to me, like I see, oh, Gary has tagged you in a note. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I almost think it's intentional that you just want to murder me. <laughs> you want to murder me through anger. <laughs> hey, if, if 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 murdering the dark enlightenment thinkers is wrong, I don't want to be right. Well, no, you'd be uh, murdering me. They're yeah, I know. They're they're, 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 you can't stop the dark enlightenment. Yeah. Um, I just sure. I I just share videos of furry inflationist fetishes. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason why I thought of it is because we did that bonfire site chat on uh Elde's keep which is a monster zoo and then i saw oh. that and i'm like oh this is a monster zoo as well yeah on its own. and then i was like yeah, you know it's just this is a real life monster zoo mm-hmm. so yeah yeah don't, uh, i'll put it in the show notes but <laughs> you know if, you, if you're interested in a monster zoo dark enlightenment yeah is the kind of philosophy you're interested in mm-hmm. and if you're curious what it is just imagine everything we've said about mras except through a whole bunch of conservatism on top of it yeah yeah racist conservatism yep they're bad yep oh uh, well <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you go up here, you're introduced uh, to, so the regular enemies have gotten more varied and now the demons are as well. And I think yeah. that these are more intentionally placed. The, yeah. uh, the ghost katana demons. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's, that's probably true. Yeah. Um, anyone who has a katana is hard. Yeah. In this game. Like, um, this is the, uh, is this the, no, this is not the chapter. The next chapter is the one where you actually fight the uh, sensei. Mm-hmm. 
um, which is which is super hard. But actually, when you do run into some kung fu masters in this game, it is very tricky. Yeah, including these uh, ghost mask katana demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, you are ambushed by a hot air balloon full of enemies. Yeah, <laughs> like the most inefficient and gentlemanly way to to get somewhere. Yep. They're all starved because they've been up there for eighty days. Yep. <laughs> um, you're also you're introduced to those berserker axe ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, God damn it. Yeah. They, they are hard. Again, fight them one at a time, but they're resistant to a lot of your knockdown crowd control mm-hmm. tactics. Very stout. And uh, this uh, tiger character, is that the guy who's um, up in the, if you kind of backtrack and he's waiting there, he gets that introduction? Yeah, he's off. He's mm-hmm. kind of off to the side. Yeah. Like, it's interesting because he's optional, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's, I think he is punishing you for going back. Oh. You know, because the, is this the part where there are the two axe ladies in front of the door? Uh-huh. And uh, if you go down the ladder and then I love ladder. We never mentioned this. Ladders <laughs> just signify places where you can jump up or down a wall. Yep. Like you will never climb a ladder in this game, which is wonderful. Um, <laughs> but if you go back up, that's when you're reduced to tiger. I think if you fight the two axe ladies at the same time, he never shows up. Oh, you know what? He showed up because I eventually started running from enemies. Like I was like, yeah, OK, I know there's a goal beyond this. So I'm just going to see how far I can run because mm. I was probably like on my last leg or whatever. And uh um, I ended up aggroing him, but I just exited the level. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's super hard. Yeah. Like he's a tough boss. I ended up like saving to beat him. I ended up having to save, uh, my melee weapons, mm-hmm. which uh, we haven't talked about, but, uh, there's occasionally there are melee weapons you can either yank out of the ground or get from enemies and they're very powerful. Yeah. Um, so I ended up going through two of them, like wow. two iron bars. Yeah. Um, you know, and additional, like a lot of other resources to kill this guy. Mm-hmm. He's super, super difficult. Yeah. He's uh he's dodgy is what he yeah. is. Like he, uh, he's yeah. incredibly hard to even connect. Yep. Connect with. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, there's another real bottleneck here for me. Uh, it's an area where uh, you pick up those torches. You pick up torches as melee weapons and you have to light these sconces or brazers or whatever we settled on as the proper term for mm-hmm. those um, in order to open a door. And boy, how do they did they just throw a gang of enemies at you for that? Yeah. They're like, did, did yeah. you get hung up on that gear? It, well, the I, did, I think I died on it a couple times. What's interesting, though, is that they prepare you for it, but you just don't know what's coming yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do through so through exploding red barrels, oh. uh, which are crazy powerful. Like, and there are a couple of those on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. And if you say instead of using those right away, if you and you wouldn't know this until you die, yeah. if you know to save them for when the enemies show up in mass, you can take out a lot of them at once. Yeah, um, how I ultimately ended up handling it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's hard. Yeah, pretty tough. Um... Yeah. And there's a little there, there there's a little like character moment. Uh, I don't know, character moment. Another goofiness moment where you have to lure a poison chihuahua over to a sleeping dude. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, to bones. wake him up to make him yeah. <laughs> to wake him up and make him bang his head on a lever. <laughs> yep. To get in the area. And this is where they introduce or this might not be where they introduce, but behind this are the fat guys with the bazookas on their back. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, who like duck down and, and shoot bazookas at you. Yeah. Um Pretty goofy. Yeah. Which uh, it kind of combines uh, a really resilient enemy that you can actually get a lot of tension out of. Yeah. Like if you if you play it right, like they're easy to stun and you can uh, you can yes man can blam them uh, into oblivion. Um, uh, but also they will just kind of be gadflies off in the corner of, of, of an arena. Yeah. So you're tempted to leave them for last because of that tension thing. Uh, but uh, it also helps you to take them out first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after this, uh, you fight the midget squad again. Um, which is a little bit disappointing. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, that probably shouldn't be. It's effectively the same fight, too. Yeah, there's no real twist on it. Yeah. Um, which is, like, not, not that bothersome, but it's not great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I just, like, uh, like well, what it says to me is here, you know, if you couldn't create something new, there was, this was probably an opportunity to edit. 
Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. But by this point, they they weren't a problem because I guess I gotten better at the game by now. So maybe that is a purpose that it serves. At least it served that purpose for me. Yeah. Like whenever a boss becomes a regular enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the idea. Um, shortly after this, you come to another mid-boss, which is a little bit more significant, mm-hmm. which is really weird. <laughs> um, this, like, psychic rock-throwing uh, midget character mm-hmm. um, who I don't know how he fits into this mythology at all. He looks like Kazoo <laughs> or something like that. Like, he's like a little, like, you know, space gnome uh-huh. that can levitate rocks. Yeah. And uh, he can teleport. Yeah. And so you're... Well, and he actively runs away from you, too. So, like, when he's winded, you can't just sit there and ca- combo him into oblivion because he will try to get away from you. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know that there's a bottom to the number of, like, just regular enemies he throws at you. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. It's pretty insane. Like, it, it's not – it's it's difficult. It's not that hard. It's yeah. mostly just I don't understand how it fits into the cosmology. Like, it felt like it had to be a reference to something I didn't mm-hmm. get. Yeah. So. Yeah, but sometimes the psychic midget's just a psychic midget. Yeah, and that's true. Yeah. I think once we all learn to accept that, we can be much more, uh, much more happy. Everything there's is temporary, a, and sometimes there's just psychic little people. There's a, after this is that real weird like set piece thing where they've built this gigantic statue to Elvis, which is yep. kind of nice. Like that's how we know uh, Shannon loved him mm-hmm. in her her zone. She has this gigantic statue to him where you have to like hit all these switches to make him light a cigar and <laughs> yeah. blow smoke to make a bridge visible, mm-hmm. which is which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think so. I don't know if you have to fight Tiger here. Um, I, I I assumed because I aggroed him, um, I had to fight him here after the after the crazy uh, uh, invisible bridge. Did you fight him? I don't remember. Oh. But because since I killed him earlier, that might have been it. OK. For him. We, we keep talking about Tiger like he gets a title card introduction and everything. He, <laughs> we just don't know who he is or what he's from. Yeah. He's, he, he serves no purpose other than to be like maybe a punishment. Yeah. Yeah. And uh Shannon acts real interesting when you get there because, like, she seems she's angry at you for killing Elvis, but she doesn't want to say why. Yeah. 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 Which is a weird little character beat in a game that you don't expect it mm-hmm. to be in. Yeah. And her true form, she looks like a like a centaur, like a flesh centaur with an ass eye. Yeah. Which, despite the fact that she has multiple hindquarters, I'm kind of happy that her true demon form wasn't, like, sexy like, succubus. Giant, like a, yeah, like a gigantic boob. Yeah. Like just a big floating rolling boob. Yeah. Like from yeah. like from Dante's Inferno. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean I'm glad it was not that as well. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't remember too much about this fight. No. I I, um, I I aced her. I did it in one go. I remember having a hard time with it, but I don't remember very much about why. Yeah. Uh which is weird. Um but yeah. Yeah. I uh, I think that she has a unique uh like a unique pummel animation or a unique mm-hmm. pummel um uh pummel attack. Or that might be Bells, but Bells definitely has this like little like his arms turn into little torches. Yeah, thing that gave me a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. That was hard for me to dodge out of the way of. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't remember that much about this fight. Yeah. Regardless of which, it kind of has a nice little bit at the end because after you beat her, um, you all the slaves that she has kept mm-hmm. uh, enslaved, I guess, uh, show up and you let them have you know destroy her. I was just almost just said let them have their way with her, which like is gross. Yeah, that, yeah. but they 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 beat her. Yeah, they kill her. Which <laughs> yeah, but, so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, apropos. Yeah. Then there, there, there's a there's an amount of justice to that. Yeah, yeah. indeed. Because slavery is bad. Bold slavery stances. is bad. We can all agree. Bold stances. Um, hmm. yep. That kind of hard hitting opinions you get on Watch Out for Fireballs. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. And so, and then there were two, but Azel abandons Bells. Yeah. Yeah. Because of his human arrogance. Yes. According to Bells. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So we are uh, we're up into chapter seven. Olivia has been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. 
at this point. And you get this amazing cutscene where guys kind of burst into your hotel room, <laughs> yep. and you keep doing this launcher to uppercut people out of the uh, out of the, the window. And it's super funny. Like the the third guy is just like, eh, you know, should I do it? And you go, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and push him in front of the window or ask him to step in front of the window. <laughs> you, just, you point to the spot in front of the window. It's like, uh, okay. Yeah. I'll go for it. Yeah. It's super good. <laughs> yeah. I just, I love the audacity. I know that we keep, we keep underlining whenever something goofy like that happens, but like you can just, you can kind of feel the glee rolling off of it when it's, when yeah. it's like innocent slapstick like that. Yeah. 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 Um, this level I think is one of the harder levels yeah um the this like uh the sand pit area with the infinite uh you know bomb midgets mm-hmm. or bomb little people that that come out in quicksand pits mm-hmm. this is super hard yeah um the uh the dr ion reprise mm-hmm. where he's got the battery in his back which i think is really cute mm-hmm. um but is hard because of the the environment yeah. that you're fighting him in mm-hmm. yeah this this area is really goofy just because of like it it provides the least direction i think yeah, that, that that you've seen so far, because it's a massive it's a it's a massive sand field and there's a sandstorm uh, that is occluding your vision uh, to a large degree. And there are just kind of these, you know, large platforms around and you have to activate them, but it doesn't really like give you a good example of what that looks like. Or any reason why you would activate them. Like, this is yeah. where the lack of direction gets real silly, because eventually what you're activating them for is to get this rune to, like, get this like flying pyramid to come up yeah. and suck you up, mm-hmm. um, which is just like, Oh yeah. Okay. Which is, I mean, I'm, I'm, I love the audacity and the imagination of it, but mm-hmm. just like, there's no direction yeah. leading you towards it. Mm-hmm. And then once you get there, it's, it's not great because you're just fighting so many guys. Like mm-hmm. it is just this weird enemy rush. Yeah. Like you definitely have this feeling of the game running out of new stuff to show you. Yeah. Um, which isn't, you know, my favorite thing. Like the moment to moment gameplay is still very fun. Yeah. There's still that sense of mastery, but yeah. the game, like, is maybe a little longer than it needs to be. Yeah. Um, while still being like, I mean, the length is good, but I wish I had a little bit more newness. Yeah. Maybe in, in terms in terms of pacing and in terms of what it puts in front of you. And in in all fairness, like uh, in seven two here, it's throwing novel combinations of enemies at you, but there's mm-hmm. only so much mileage you can get out of that. Yeah. Right. And it just kind of seems like too much. And it also like right after this, you're fighting a very hard boss. Yes. Um, the old sensei, which. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think is, is super, super tough mm-hmm. um, because he uh, duplicates himself. And when there are two of them, like unlike most enemies, when there are two of them, you're not controlling the situation. You can't aggro one of them or or do that. They're both always coming at you. Like one will not wait respectively while you fight the other. Yeah. Um, so the, the method I'm using for this guy is saving any of my throwables for when he created a duplicate. Yeah. Because usually the damage that will do would be enough to destroy the duplicate. Yeah. And then and then just kind of duel him. It's pretty funny how often we stumbled upon very similar strategies. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering if that is the optimal one or if we just kind of exhi- exhibit this, you know, similar tendencies when we play yeah. this kind of thing. Yeah. That's like how pets start to look like the, their master. <laughs> we've, we've just been recording long enough that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I hesitate to say that because I, I have a feeling you're better at video games than me. So that that is possibly a weird, like, side-handed insult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with, 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 yeah. With no malice behind it. Yeah, I, I do not uh, do not mean any any kind of insult. Yeah. Nor do I do I take any. Yeah, it's all good. We're here. Yeah. The, the, um, <laughs> but yeah, I found this boss really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 Pre- pretty rough, and also this level after it is pretty bad yeah. too. The ghost town, criminy. <sighs> yeah, like this is this is really really difficult. There are just so many enemies, mm-hmm. um, and they're set up in an ambush. Yeah. Initially, like where if you head towards the two of them are there, there are two of them waiting behind pillars. Mm-hmm. 
right? Um, and that, that's really hard. And then just as you collect the things you need to collect to open those doors, um, enemies just appear behind you. Yeah. And so, like, I, I get what they're doing. Um, and it sounds like I'm going to qualify this. So I would just say what they're doing here is it's rewarding kind of rushing, right? Like you need to pay attention to, you know, as you die, learn where they're going to come in. Because if you are just running willy nilly and trying to kind of like take people out with no care for where you're walking, you're going to get way more enemies on you than you can ever handle. Whereas if you just kind of take every pocket as they come, then you're probably going to be okay. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, but again, difficult. There are actually huge um, open areas. There's so many crates in this level. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's like a concession yeah. to that just because there are uh, lots of warehouses full of crates. But uh, mm-hmm. if you have bad luck rolls on those and just get a bunch of money, you're yeah. kind of fucked over. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's talk about bells. Yeah. yeah. You fight bells. And essentially, you know, at this point, you know, the, the, your enemy is Azel, is your main <laughs> enemy. Yeah. Um, but uh, Bells knows where Olivia is taken and knows where Zell is, and that's why you're fighting him. Yeah. And uh, I love his demon form because he's a fly. Yeah, he's a fly that changes forms. Yeah. so It goes between like a ground floor form and a, a flying form. Yeah, so it's a two-stage boss fight. Um, yeah. And your, your your pummel attack is to dizzy him up. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, which I like that a lot. Yeah. He, uh, he has that um, his weird, like, his elbows turning into torches thing that I found very hard to dodge. Oh, yeah? Um, that did a lot of damage. Yeah, or one of the two like front area area effects he did. Um, I couldn't get the dodge timing on correctly. Yeah. Um, threw me off. Yeah. Again, after dying so many times on Demon Elvis, uh, I, I I aced this guy one one hmm. go. No, not to brag, but like I got to take these small victories where I get them. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, after you beat him, you find out where to go. Um, chapter eight, the final level of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which kind of stands in contrast because even though like the, the the first couple levels of it or the first level of it is really really hard it is in a way that feels kind of more climactic than what you're faced with in seven you know seven one and yeah. seven two yeah like those are that those are the levels that feel a little bit superfluous yeah this is kind of doing it better mm-hmm. um you know you're fighting again initially fighting tons and tons of guys mm-hmm. and uh, the demon forms we mentioned that come up randomly like they've been changing forms too like there's the basic demon and there's the demon with the spike powers mm-hmm. and this one introduces the kind of the biggest demon yet which is yeah. this scorpion trident demon mm-hmm. um, which is difficult but once you kill him you can get his trident yeah which is great mm-hmm. yeah so the, the like this is a this is a two two level stage where on the low level it's about being as strategic as possible about how you draw mm-hmm. people out because they they're standing there waiting patiently um, and you can control where they come for you. On the upper level, as you're approaching this tower, it is possibly the biggest melee yet. Like, yeah. it, this feels like the ending of Old Boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Have to, uh, have to fight a, a bunch of dudes. Yeah. And, uh, again, it's just really testing that crowd control mm-hmm. that you've been doing. Yeah. Um, afterwards, you crawl, you do this uh, kind of death tower thing where it's, it's a mini boss in a series of rooms mm-hmm. as you move up. Some reused uh, enemies, some new ones. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to see the gorilla come back. Yeah, me too. I like that one. Um, there is a fat ninja. Um, which you fight, which there's almost nothing to him. Yeah. Um, the Afro pimp, <laughs> which this guy um, can do that, uh, do that nutcracker attack to you, which actually brings you down to one hit point, I think. Oh, wow. If you get hit by it. Yeah. Right. The very first time I got to him, I was fighting one of the ladies mm-hmm. and he came up and punched me in the balls and brought me down to one hit point And I was just fucked. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And then I realized, like, avoid that at all costs. <laughs> well, what's funny is he stays on the couch while the ladies fight you unless you unless you run into him. 
Well, he does for at least the first lady, okay. but he aggroed for me for the second lady. Okay. So. Huh. Yeah. Uh, the, I, I never got, I never got nut crunched, uh, but, yeah. uh, but I can totally see how that would happen. Does it, when you, does when it you do the, uh, the cash register? It does the cash register and the, the, oh, like the crowd <laughs> doing that, that noise. We also, one of the things we just, because I don't know where to put it, mm-hmm. um, just because we forgot to say it already, because uh, with that detail with the ladder that we mentioned, I love your idle animations in this game. <laughs> like when you're standing there and you do that kind of like that weird shoulder roll mm-hmm. thing, like you're constantly in the state of warming up. <laughs> like you never stop moving and it looks really, really cool. Yeah. Like I really like how it looks. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just, it, it animates very well because you like, when you do an attack out of that, he just kind of snaps to it. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look like he is interrupting an animation. Yeah, right. So yeah. It, it it does a good job at characterizing Gene as like this ball of this ball of energy. Yeah, yeah. Tension. Um, yes, tension. <laughs> this, this this rock hard ball of this tension. balls and tension. Yes. Um, I also like that uh, your your sprint animation is just your regular walk animation sped up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so once you get to the top of this tower, uh, you fight against Azel. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is again is super hard boss fight, harder than the first time mm-hmm. you fight him. Yeah, um, because he's picked up a couple of tricks. He also uh, has two stages. So his first stage is like the first duel, except uh, in the second one he starts activating the devil hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you just have to run. Yeah, when like the same way you're invincible mm-hmm. with the uh, the devil hand, he's invincible, or with the god hand, he's invincible with the devil hand. Yeah, so you just have to run until it wears off. Yep. And uh, he's a little bit more happy with the projectile um, attacks yeah. than, than, than I think most people would be when they're playing. So yeah. um, learning how to dodge those is uh, is a very, uh, very useful skill to have. Yeah. What you're going to need for the next phase. Yeah. Uh, because this is the whole thing he's been trying to do is summon this Demon King, Angra, for reasons. Um, <laughs> and after you beat him, you know, he gives up on this. Um, he rips off his own arm <laughs> and, and throws it at you. Which it knocks off your arm and takes the place of your arm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like you're like a fucking minifig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So now you have the God hand and the devil hand. Yeah. Which uh pretty rad and you need it. Yep. Uh, to fight Demon King Angra, mm-hmm. who this is a really, really hard boss. Yeah. Uh, I just beat it by the skin of my teeth because he has the, the biggest uh, health bar of anything. in the Yeah. Game. It's a three stage health bar. Mm hmm. Um, so it looks like, you know, when you're attacking him, you're barely doing any damage and you have to do it three times. Yeah. Um, which the, the trick that I found for him, other than just learning the dodge mm-hmm. timing, which was really satisfying. Like once I beat him, I felt great because it took me a, a lot of tries, um, is, was just managing to not get hurt long enough for him to summon an ad mm-hmm. and then killing the ad to get a, a power up and hoping that power up was good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So they're merciful in that they throw those. Though I, I have no idea how that fight would play out if you weren't able to charge up for the double Shaolin. Yeah, I, ne- I never got the double Shaolin. Or I never used it. Oh, like it said that I got it, but then I couldn't find it when I went into the the thing. Is it a roulette move or is it a regular move? Or it's a roulette move. Yeah. Okay. So it it's basically uh, like a like a Goku energy blast. Um, okay. And it does a it does a fair chunk of damage, and it was the only. It was the only attack that didn't expose you to a lot of risk in getting up in his grill to actually yeah. um, take him out. See, I found it easiest to be up in his grill as much as I could. Yeah. Like the distance attacks, I could I could dodge just fine. Mm-hmm. And other than the triple, the triple one would usually hit me on the third one. Yeah. But uh, the biggest problem for me is when I was at a distance and he would do that kind of spike thing where he would he would slam his spikes from the top 
you know, oh, yeah. uh, into the ground. Mm-hmm. That I could I could never get the hang of dodging. So I just stayed close to him and dodged his hands mm-hmm. as much as I could. Yeah. And and fought him close up. Yeah. The tricky part about when you're at a distance, he is more likely to rotate around the tower. Yeah. He's, like, he's, he's clinging to the edge. Um, and so, uh, and as he is moving around, because he's bigger than you, he goes, he goes more quickly. And as you're trying to reconnoiter, he will, uh, hit you with more, um, with, with, you know, more of his range attacks. Yeah. And it's a real bummer when you activate the God hand and he does this because you're wasting, uh, you know, precious God time. You're wasting precious boner, boner bars. Yeah. Yeah. If you can only keep it up for so long. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it takes, it's really hard. Like it, it feels impossible when you first try it. And that's a, that's a mark of a good good challenge where like you do something that you previously thought was impossible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And uh, um, that is well that 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 is not God Hand. I think it's almost God Hand. You can't you can't talk about this game without the bow they put on the top. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They give you. There's no real. You know, they just say, "Well, our, our journeys continue." You know, Olivia says, mm-hmm. and then they do this really amazing vocal credit song. With, with Gene like singing in a poke rap style fashion, like yeah. verses that relate to the different attacks that he can do. Yeah, which I, I will cut in a portion of now <laughs> at the very least. But you really got to find the, the whole thing and, and watch it on YouTube after you play the game. Like it is a real treat. <laughs> yep. um, because, yeah. because it goes back to uh, to previous environments for this music video. And it has mm-hmm. uh, regular enemies and bosses and stuff dancing along with it. Yeah, which they, they did. That's not a new animation. Like, every once in a while, guys would just be dancing anyway. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Which was, which was real fun. But, like, now everyone's just dancing along to this music video about uh, about attacks. Yeah. It is a song about attacks. Yeah. That, that is such, like, an 80s movie thing to do. Like, the, 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 the dance montage at the end yeah. where everybody, like, just summarizes what, what happened. They're the space balls. Yeah. Like, you know. Um yeah. This is one of my favorite, like, you know, Simpsons obviously has that amazing attention to detail. Mm-hmm. When they see Zorro and the song that comes up in the end credits of Zorro, uh-huh. the poke of Zorro, uh-huh. like, that's just, that's really, really good, too. It's like a, a you know, a 90s rap about Zorro. <laughs> yeah. C to the O to the O. Uh, <laughs> Do you think that's the, like, that's the second, um, that's the second poke that they took at Toys? Because didn't Toys have the Toys rap at the end? Toys does have a toys wrap at the end. Yeah. I forgot about that. Well, I think that was just kind of a movie thing, though. Uh, I suppose, yeah. Um, I think that, that, because, you know, there's a Ninja Turtles wrap and and that Spaceball song I referenced. Yep. Um, Yeah, the toys wrap. (laughs) And that toys, I mean, we we did an episode about Magic Suffering and Toys, but just thinking about that that song that they do, Mm -hmm. the Talking Heads esque number (laughs) in the middle of that music video, the music video in the middle of that movie. Yeah. It's weird. Um, yeah, but that, that, then that is God, God hand. <laughs> that, that is God hand. Um, there is a new game plus we should note. Um, all the items are unlocked to buy. Mm. So you don't start with them, but you can buy them if you want. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you know that, do, do you have to bump up on difficulty? Um, on I the... don't know. No. Oh. Um, I've been, we've been both been busy with, uh, Portland Retro Gaming Expo prep. Yeah. So I haven't, uh, I've been playing these games a little bit for efficiency rather than, yeah. Your exploration. So, yeah. um, I do want to come back to it though because it's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. As I mentioned, like, I mean, yeah, we talked a lot of sugar about it, and it's all deserved. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So you know, <laughs> we brought up a lot of the uncomfortable stuff, but like putting the politics of it aside, like it is a delightful experience, <laughs> and that, that 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 very much does not get in the way of what it is asking you to do. Exactly. Yeah. Like it is. It is. It is. You know, 
as as said, it is you know okay to criticize the things troubling aspects while at the same time appreciating it. Yep. I do both those things. Like I'm not saying anyone can't appreciate this game mm-hmm. or that I am a sexist for enjoying it or that anyone else is. Yeah. It is just a little bit gross. That hyper realistic mm-hmm. part of it's a little bit gross. Mm-hmm. Um, but the game plays so well and is so worth experiencing anyway. And it bums me out that there isn't more. There are more games like this. Yeah. And it didn't become a, a franchise of some kind. Yeah. And I couldn't buy my like God of Hand action figure <laughs> that I want. So. Uh, kind of leaning back into something we brought up on the uh, on the Contra and Little Nemo episode, more so about Little Nemo, but like this is an incredibly positive kind of game, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is a lot of what we're responding to is kind of the kind of the delightfulness behind it. Like yeah, like the celebratory. Like when I compared to uh, Suda Fifty One or um something like that, Deadly Premonition, it's like that in its weirdness, but there is no horror element right to it. So like Killer Seven has goofiness mm-hmm. that is funny. But it also is meant to unsettle you. Right. Um, this is not meant to unsettle you at all. Right. It's like it's like the goofiness of that weird kind of David Lynchian. It's like it's just the funny parts of Twin Peaks. <laughs> you know, it's all fish in the coffee Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think that's something that I'm great that, that I'm coming to appreciate. Yeah, I, I love that. Like, I, I like being creeped out, you know, mm-hmm. by stuff. Yeah. Um, but like this, like just this is even just putting aside the, the functional gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um you know, more than functional, but the, you know, as opposed to something like deadly premonition, mm-hmm. like, um, putting aside that strength, like even just that kind of like weird positiveness mm-hmm. is just, just really fun. Did it remind, like, um, another game that does that, it doesn't remind me of this, but did you ever play, um, incredible crisis? No. On uh, PlayStation one. Um, it is a very weird, uh, game. It is a, essentially like a mini game puzzle game collection mm-hmm. that is about getting a, a family, a Japanese family through their day. um that has this sense of goofiness and also does some like weird kind of sexual things that are so well-spirited that's hard to hold it against it Mm -hmm. has a soundtrack by the tokyo ska orchestra which is apparently (laughs) a thing um (laughs) so that's worth checking out if you ever uh you know see it for for sale i don't know Mm -hmm. if it's rare or anything like that because it's kind of a cult hit yeah but that is also a weird positive game Mm -hmm. like uh positive weirdness i'm into yeah it's like 15 bucks on amazon used yeah yeah it's cool it's a good game huh. um yeah i don't know that i have anything more to say about it it is an incredibly good game um you know we don't we don't tend to do a lot of action games on this show um mm-hmm. and you know especially ones i think that engage us on the level that this does yeah 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 so so yeah it was you know nothing nothing bad to say about it yeah i i i that there is no hesitation but behind me recommending this yeah. definitely definitely uh s tier yeah. Watch out for Fireballs games. Mm-hmm. Someday, just because of, I would find it interesting, I'm going to sit down and rank the games we've done. <laughs> like, not because lists matter, but mm-hmm. just be, for my own peace of mind, or at least put them into sections of like, this is this is unquestionably amazing, this is good, or this is great, this is good. Yeah. We, you know? we, we, we've got a little bit of that. Like, we have a love it and hate it tag on the, uh, yeah. and that has, I haven't updated those in a little while. But um, when, when you do that, let, let me know, and I can, uh, I can, I can juice our, juice our metadata. Yeah. Yeah, and this is definitely in the love it yeah. section. Um, so play it. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we doing next time, Cole? Next time we are doing uh, something I'm very enthusiastic about. This is the uh, Resident Evil remake for GameCube, the one that came out in 2002. For Halloween. Yeah. It's our Halloween episode. It's spooky. Spooky Halloween I, episode. I, I will I'm, turn a- I'm also incredibly into it. Like yeah. I'm not, you've beat it already. I've not beat it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love it. I'm really glad it held up. 
Yeah. Because that's the one of the two things that can happen when you play a game for the show that it's been 10 years since you played it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it holds up so well. Yeah. It's really good. What's, what's interesting, and we'll talk about this at length, but mm-hmm. somebody on the Something Awful boards was like, oh, you know, they, they didn't like the remake. And they're like, it, you know, the first one's like a campy B movie. Um, and this one took that away. And it's like, it's that's true, but it just becomes really effective horror. <laughs> yep. You know, like they, they take something that is kind of fun. Like I love the original resident evil. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they actually say like, what if we actually did this seriously and made like a real serious, good horror game mm-hmm. and, uh, and did that instead. And it's, and it's crazy that something with the same bones can work for two different reasons. When yeah. You, when you put two different kinds of skin on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited about that, that Halloween episode mm-hmm. after that, um, we are doing, I have no mouth and I must scream mm-hmm. the winner of our autumn adventure game poll from our Patreon backers. I'm excited about that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, yeah. that is available for like $6 on good old games and on steam as well. Uh, mm-hmm. what I, so I have two cautions for this. I've already played it and beaten it for the show. Um, and, uh, one is that, uh, one of the chapters, the one about Ellen deals with, um, uh, sexual assault in a way that uh, some people might find disturbing. So uh, mm-hmm. if, if you're going to be playing along for the show and you have, and you're at all sensitive about that, <clears throat> keep that in mind. We want to be, uh, we, we, we want to be aware of the games we're recommending people play. Um, but also uh, if you're playing it on a modern system, the Benny chapter is bugged. So uh, mm. the little monkey guy, uh, you cannot save and load in that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it might be a function of Mac, um, but I tried it on another, on, on, on my Windows machine and something similar happened. Fortunately, it's not like that difficult of a chapter, but, uh, uh, use multiple saves if, uh, if you okay. can help it at all. Okay. That, that's good to know. Yeah. Cause I'm not going to be able to start that until after, uh, part of the Retro Gaming Expo, yeah. which segues well. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. the episode after that will be, uh, an airing of our live show. Um, about Street Fighter 2 that we are recording uh, here very shortly at the Portland yeah, Metro Games Expo. The autumn of Capcom continues. <laughs> yeah, it does. Holy shit. Um, the, uh, <laughs> so that'll be, if you never listened to one of our live shows before, which is possible, um, you know, the first part of it's going to be the live actual panel. The second part is going to be this kind of amalgamation of uh, audience participation uh, from the show floor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people telling us their thoughts and stuff. So it's real cool. Um, get a lot of different kind of distinct voices and people who have probably played the game with us, mm-hmm. with us there. Um, it'll be a short episode. Yep. Um, you know, our, our live panel time is less than our, our generous two hour running time that we have for our, <laughs> it's less for actual episodes. It's less than our actual like warm up sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So. They, they, they decided, didn't, you know, decide to give us one fourth of their day, <laughs> yep. um, to watch out for fireballs. Yeah. Like, you know, straight up one eighth of the, uh, of the convention <laughs> running time. They didn't give it to us. So <laughs> the dastards, yeah. um, but yeah, this is we're doing our live episode and, uh, we're not quite ready to, to announce what we're doing after that. Mm-hmm. But as a hint, um, we're, the reason why we're releasing that live episode is because it is probably the biggest game that we've done yeah. um, in terms of uh, sheer time and, uh, and size. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to do another, like last summer, like uh, Final Fantasy VII, we're going to do a three-parter. Yeah. So, you know, those idiots, you guys complained <laughs> about that for like two months after doing it. Why would you do it again? <laughs> we don't Be- learn. Because people want us to play this game. Yeah, so we're doing a game we're going to do in three parts with one extra sewed, and mm-hmm. look forward to that yeah. for winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so we have a this – is, this is a star-studded back half of the year for us, Gary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about everything yeah. we're playing. And uh, I'm looking forward to – as much as I'm looking forward to Retro Game Expo, I'm looking forward to being done so I can be excited again. <laughs> yep. As opposed to stressed. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> the uh, – yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And all the regular things that you can do, you can find our other work on uh, duckfeed.tv mm-hmm. and rate and review us on iTunes. Um, you can, 
there's uh, things to to read as well. Um, is there when's the next hex crank? Jesus Christ! Gary. After Portland Retro Gaming Expo, yeah, probably it's going to have to be. <laughs> the the uh, so that's coming out. Um, you know, I look forward to that. Yeah. Um, I I put my blog on there on hiatus as well. Yeah, just to prepare for that. And then uh, you can also find my work on uh, the yearbookoffice.com mm-hmm. and read retro. I'm in the print episode issue mm. of that that comes out in a, in a couple months. Nice. So uh, yeah, my first uh, print work. So I'm excited yeah. about that. Congratulations. Thanks. I reviewed uh, Karnov mm. um, and uh, and Phoenix Rage. Hmm. So looking forward to that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And you can support us on Patreon. Uh, that is going strong still. Thank you, everybody who has done so in the past. That is patreon.com slash TV. We say at the beginning of every episode, but I want to reiterate that 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 does help us do things like the live show. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, if you've noticed an increase in audio quality over the past six months or so, it is directly thanks to your contributions. Yeah. And it, it, it's a. Uh... We we probably wouldn't be able to do the live show if not without that. Like the, it's really expensive. Yeah. Cole has to fly out here. We have to. Mm-hmm. There's hotels. There's equipment to buy. Mm-hmm. You know. So it is it is an expensive thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think that's probably good. Yeah. So um, thank you everybody for listening. I can't say it. I can't say it enough. Um. Play God Hand. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and watch out for Nutcracker. <laughs> Listen, I know I just called the ball buster the nutcracker. That was a test. And I know that usually we end these episodes with a little Easter egg that's like me making a joke about a fart or Cole talking about Nick and Knight or something. But I figured what's better than that is just the whole God Hand ending credit song. So enjoy. Got a demon, what am I? Time for me to choose my path. The power of my God hand. No evil doer will get past. Hand to hand or fist to fist. Keep the nuts or twist your wrist. God power keeps my pimp hand strong. So trust me or you won't last very long. Dragon kick your ass into the Milky Way. But don't worry, babe, I'll be cool The ultimate power of a god is now my secret My defenses are impregnable My style is impetuous If it's too much, I'll grovel at your feet I beg for mercy when I feel the heat Jaw-dropping attacks from my roulette wheel Apocalyptic beatdowns from the God Hand. 